Hey, this is TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I want to take a minute to tell you about Pow Audio. Now, Pow Audio is going to change your listening experience. You're probably asking yourself, TJ, how is Pow Audio going to change my listening experience? Because Pow Audio has a revolutionary design, delivers a crystal clear and powerful sound in a collapsible Bluetooth speaker. That's right, collapsible Bluetooth speaker and is designed for ultimate portability. So check out Facebook.com, search POW Audio or on their website, POWAudio.com. That's P-O-W-Audio.com. One more time. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And thank you for checking out another edition of the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. Thank you for spending your Wednesday night or morning or whatever time of zone you're in right now. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. And uh, I want to give a special shout out to everybody that's, that's following into the chat right now. On this edition of the State of the Saints podcast, we're going to be talking about Drew Brees. And we're going to be answering the question, is Drew Brees washed? That's right. Is Drew Brees washed? We're also going to be talking about Dennis Allen, man. Should the Saints be thinking about possibly looking for another defensive coordinator? And because of the bad showing of safety Malcolm Jenkins, should they reach out to former Seahawk and Baltimore Raven Earl Thomas? But before I get started, also, I want to mention that tomorrow on the State of the Saints podcast, uh, Rob, Rob Walker will be on the show of NOLA.com. Rob Walker, some of you probably seen uh, Rob on the show a couple weeks ago, um, but he's coming back because we're going to be discussing his article, man. It's talked about the Saints offense and how he feels that uh, the Saints offense needs to change. And it starts with Drew Brees. And you can check that article out on the State of the Saints uh podcast facebook page you can check it out the, uh, you can go ahead and click the link and read the article and uh, we're going to be talking to rob about that so that's going to take place on uh 1 p.m central standard time 2 eastern right here on the state of the saints podcast uh but let's go ahead and get into it let me uh, give a special shout out to everybody uh that's in the chat right now once again we got casual decks we got chosen kingston my guy uh we got key in the building uh, we got Brian in here, Dalton. What's going on, Dalton? We got Michael, X-Man, Neville, Brandon, and uh, we got Jerry Poor up in here, man. So thank y'all so much for, you know, being a part of the State of the Saints podcast, the usuals. Uh, also, what I'm going to do right now as I'm speaking, I'm going to go ahead and put the link in there. So I'm going to be taking a few of your uh, phone calls in just a minute. You know, we're going to be talking about it, give you opportunity to call in and uh, give your take on some of the topics. But we just want to go ahead and set it up first and discuss some of these things 
uh, before, you know, I start taking some of the phone calls. But feel free to call in. Don't be shy. You know, I understand some people, you know, I, I promise you I won't bite. You know, I mean, you can you can ask me anything you want to. You can say anything that you want to as long as it's not explicit. You know, this is a family show. A lot of young kids watch this show. So uh, just keep that in mind. But let's go ahead and talk a little bit about Drew Brees. To answer the question, is Drew Brees washed? And before I get started with this question, I just want to let everyone know that these questions do not come from me. All right. These do not come from me. If you follow the State of the Saints podcast Facebook page, I asked a question early this morning. I said, what should the show be about? And the majority of the people that were part of the State of the Saints podcast Facebook page wanted to talk about Drew Brees and had Drew Brees declined, is he washed? So these questions don't come from me. The Dennis Allen question don't come from me. The Earl Thomas question don't come from me. All right. So these are questions that were submitted by members of the Who That Nation. So don't kill the messenger. Okay. I'm just doing the show because that's what you wanted to hear. Okay. So <laughs> I just want to let that be known right now because I've been having like these back to back shows about Drew Brees. And I don't know for some apparent reason, people think that I, I just got something out on, you know, for Drew Brees or something. I, I, I don't. Okay. I do not. But to answer the question, is Drew Brees washed? The answer is no, in my opinion. He is not washed. Uh, he is not washed because my definition of washed means that you are incapable of doing what you have been doing for a long time anymore. Okay. That's what I feel like the definition of wash is. Drew Brees can still play the quarterback position. Drew Brees can still go out there and be as efficient as he once was. The problem is some of the limitations that Drew Brees has. And the fact is that some, sometimes the Saints are have to, they're going to have to count on him to make some of those plays that we seen back in 2009, 2010. We look at that Las Vegas Raiders game. And one thing uh, that stood out that was very alarming to, to the who that nation and me in particular. I feel like when the Raiders knew that they can get up by double digit points, the Saints were going to be incapable of coming back. No Michael Thomas and Drew Brees limited arm strength. That's what I feel like they, they knew. OK, that's what I, I thought about the whole entire time. So the offense of the New Orleans Saints, they need to try to find ways to try to compensate for the limitations of Drew Brees. I mentioned this a little bit on the State of the Saints podcast on the last episode. I feel like Sean Payton needs to get the other quarterbacks involved. Maybe not quarterbacks, but maybe a quarterback. Rather, it's Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston. I don't feel like you need to use all three of the guys. I mean, this isn't college, right? It's rather you, you take Taysom or you take Jameis, you use one, don't use the other, and you just go with that. But you have to have plays that are downfield. You look at the Las Vegas Raiders. Did Derek Carr connect down the field on a lot of plays? No, he didn't. But he threw the ball down the field to keep the defense honest. Because if he would have kept on nickel and diamond it and checking it down, you know, then the defense would have knew that all they had to do is put eight in the box. And that is what defenses are going to do with Drew Brees. They're going to put seven, eight in the box, and they're going to dare him to try to throw the ball over the top, which Drew Brees has not done. Uh, I feel like it's unfair for us to say that Drew Brees is washed uh, my definition of wash may be different from another person's definition of wash. Uh, my definition of suck uh, is different from another person whose definition of suck may take place. So I don't think that he's washed. Do I think he's on the decline? Absolutely. But what are we saying here? What are we saying about decline? Like what, what does decline actually mean? 
Decline don't mean, once again, that you can't do what you've been doing anymore. I feel like what gets us misconstrued in a who that nation is the language and the verbiage and the definitions. We may have a completely different definition from the next person in a who that nation, and that's what caused conflicts. So maybe if people understand what I meant by decline, maybe you will understand where I'm coming from. I used the example of me playing basketball at the Walter Payton Center at Jackson State University. That's why I got my shirt on. I'm alumni at Jackson State University. Let's just say, for example, I'm playing at the Walter Payton Center. I'm playing basketball at the age of 19, 20 years old. I'm not trying to brag or boast on myself, but I can jump with the best of them. I can I can run on a fast break. No lie. I can run on a fast break after I steal a ball and I can jump over over the rim and just drop the ball into the goal. Like, don't, don't even touch the rim. I had really, God bless me with great athletic ability. Okay. But I'm 34 years old. If I'm on a fast break now, I'm not going to have that type of ups. I don't have the type of hops. Okay. I just don't. Not anymore. You know, it's not the fact that, you know, it's not the fact that I don't want to do those things. It's not the fact that I don't have the intention of doing them. I just can't. I can't. At that particular time, I probably was like maybe 180, 190. You know what I'm saying? I was much smaller. I was much faster. You know, so that doesn't mean that I'm still not a good athlete. You know what I'm saying? I still can go out there and run. I can play basketball a little bit. You know, I mean, I feel like that's the definition of decline for you not to be able to have the same athletic ability as you did in your youth. And nobody does. Man, nobody does, man. You go back and you look at some of the pictures that you probably had when you were a teenager, you know, in your 20s, if you're like in your 30s or 40s, and you're like, God, dog, you know what I'm saying? I, I look pretty good back in the day. Or you'll be like, man, I remember, man, I used to be one of the fastest people in the school. I remember I used to be one of the strongest people in the school. And now you probably don't have those type of, uh, you probably don't have that that those type of, you know, physical traits anymore. It, it's just what it is. That's what my definition of decline is that you can't do some of the things that you once did. Drew Brees throwing the ball downfield on a flea flicker, right? We know that the ball was getting down there to Devery, Devery Henderson or Robert Meacham or Joe Morgan or one of those other speedy receivers. He just can't do it anymore, folks. And it, and it and it's not any disrespect. He's still an incredible quarterback. He still can get the job done. And yes, he can still win games for the New Orleans Saints. But my problem is, I don't want to say my problem, but my concern is the fact that when we're in some of these games, like we're about to play against the Green Bay Packers, a team that has been putting up about 40 points a game, and Aaron Rodgers has been playing on another level, could the Saints go toe-to-toe, okay? Could they get their Apollo Creed, uh, you know what I'm saying, Rocky Balboa on, you know, in Rocky 1? Y'all remember that? That was a slugfest. They were going back and forth. Could, could Drew Brees still – Go out there and go toe-to-toe with some of the best in the league. I'm telling you, the jury is out right now, and, and, and the script is, is out right now. A lot of teams feel like all they have to do is jump on the Saints early. Let's just say the Green Bay Packers try to go up by 14 points by two touchdowns. They're going to try to start fast on the New Orleans Saints because they feel like Drew Brees doesn't have the arm strength to be able to go toe-to-toe with Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying that he can't. But for the last couple of weeks and the last three games I've seen in Drew Brees, I, I, it's hard for me to make an argument to say that he can as at this stage of his career. Uh, but let me see what you all think about this. Uh, let me let me see some of the chat here. We got uh, if Drew declined, has Malcolm Jenkins not declined as well? And PJ should be a he- healthy scratch weekly. 
look, Malcolm Jenkins is on a decline. Uh, that's the reason why Philadelphia decided to uh, part ways with him. It, it's no, I mean, I mean, man, it's no secret. I mean, Malcolm Jenkins is what, 34, 33, 34 years old? Man, I think he's the same age as me. So he's 34 years old. He's not the same safety he was in Philadelphia. You think if he still was the same guy he was in Philadelphia, do you feel like he would have been able to, Um, let me get, okay. Do you think that he still would be playing? Would he be playing for the Saints right now? I should say. Okay, I just got distracted. My wife just walked in the room. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> is he the same guy? Okay, no, he's not. All right, Philly wouldn't have got rid of him if if he did. You know, okay, if he was the same guy. So no, he's not the same person as he once was. Can't use preseason as an excuse. No team had preseason. No, I, I'm not. I'm not making an excuse for preseason, and you shouldn't make an excuse for preseason because as of right now, Russell Wilson has nine touchdowns. Uh, as of right now, I think Aaron Rodgers has eight touchdowns. Uh, as of right now, we're looking at Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Patrick Mahomes just brought uh, the, the Kansas City Chiefs back against the Los Angeles Chargers down 17. You know what I'm saying? I'm on down 17, down 10. Okay, late in the fourth quarter. So there's no excuses for that, okay? There's several other quarterbacks who are playing on a high level who didn't have preseason or no offseason activities. So I can't accept that. And anybody that's, that's throwing that narrative around, I encourage you to look at some of these quarterbacks in the league that's tearing it up right now. And these guys are athlete, um, elite quarterbacks. These guys are the upper echelon of quarterbacks. And Drew Brees is an upper echelon quarterback, am I not mistaken? So we can't use that as an excuse. We, we can't make excuses when things we feel like things don't benefit us. But then we want to look past what other people are doing and say, nah, nah, you know, excuses. Nah, we got to call it for what it is. Uh, Dada, thank you very much for the $5. He says, in my opinion, hell yeah, he's washed. Uh, well, Dada, I would have to ask you, what's your definition of washed? Because like I said, the definition of washed is you can't do what you used to do anymore. I mean, Drew Brees can still play the quarterback position. Wash means that you're incapable of doing what you've been doing. And I feel like Drew Brees can uh, do what he's been doing. I'm going to go ahead and put the link down in the, uh, in the chat. So if you want to uh, chime in, please do. Uh, we're going to talk. We're talking about Drew Brees right now. Want to know if you all think that he is washed. Uh, I, I only thing that I ask of you is to uh man make sure you know if you're saying that he's washed make sure that you you give people a reason why you feel that way but um this all came from a question that was asked by mike triplett of espn uh shouts out to mike triplett uh shouts out to him man good guy y'all probably seen him he was on my show uh a couple weeks ago uh and he asked drew Brees this question right here and uh this is where a lot of this uh drew Brees decline uh, stuff comes from but here it is right here hey drew I, I i feel like asking this question a little bluntly because you know it's a popular narrative already from a lot of analysts that they're concerned we're seeing a sharp decline from your performance and some stats that you know your air yards are the shortest through two games of any quarterback in more than a decade what what would you say to counter the narrative that that you don't feel like you're, you're starting this season um showing decline um <laughs> well we uh my job is to execute the offense right and so um 
I'll, uh, I, I think I've, I've, I've always evaluated myself on being a great decision maker. And so at the end of the day, um, I'm going to throw the ball to the open guy, um, move the ball down the field, score points, help us win football games. You know, so that's my job. Um, my job is not to have the most air yards um, or throw the ball down the field the most or anything like that. Um, my job is to help us win. My job is to help put everybody around me in the best position to succeed. And um, that's all I'm focused on. Yeah, so as you can see, man, Drew Brees, I mean, <laughs> you could tell on his face he was really frustrated about a question. But shouts out to Mike Triplett for being brave enough to ask that question. You know, there, there's been a narrative around, uh, you know, the city of New Orleans. They feel like, you know, some of the media and stuff that cater to the team, you know, it's just the fact that they get opportunity to follow the team. They ask a lot of softball questions. So shouts out to Mike Triplett for being brave enough to, to ask that question. Uh, we got Optimus Grind on there, and I seen Dalton called in. Dalton, feel free to call back, buddy. Uh, but we're going to take Optimus right now. What's going on, brother? How you doing? Man, I'm doing good, TJ, man. Let us show. Yeah, Just wanted to call in timing on it. You yeah, know what I'm saying? So you asking the question of, I think Drew Brees washed. Yep. No. Mm -hmm. It's only week two, and there's 14 more games we got to play. Everybody right. looking at this. Like, he, he said it in a recent interview where the team is not in sync. The OT, right. All the OTAs and, and the preseason games allow you to build chemistry, especially with these new players. Like, and right. then you got – Andrews Pete going down and you filling in these rookies and players that don't get a lot of reps in. So obviously the team is going to look like we having problems, but right. at the same time, history shows we always start off slow. Like right. I think they put up a stat on, 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 on ESPN where like for the past, what, three, five seasons, we always couldn't make it. We never could make it to two and oh. So I'm, I'm not worried until right. Drew Brees start throwing up picks like Jameis. Right. I'm I'm just going to ride it up. Right. Uh, let me ask you this, though. You know, I mentioned this earlier. Uh, what do you what do you say about some of these other teams out here? The Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers, uh, Russell Wilson, um, these quarterbacks starting off fast right now. And what would you say that, you know, if somebody was to say, well, look at these two quarterbacks and look at the Saints, what, what would you be your response to that? So my response to that would be. Look at the team that's around those uh, quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, take Green Bay. Right. Green Bay, offensive line, I think they've only lost, like, maybe one starter since Aaron Rodgers has been there. I think it was, like, the Batiari guy. Yeah, but right. Outside, Balag, but, but right, outside, Balag, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, outside of that, like, there hasn't been a whole lot of changes. So it's like point. we're constantly trying to improve because we know Drew Brees is on his way out. And I think we're kind of like in that flux where we have to figure out, well, are we ready to move on from Drew? Or if we're going to try to continue building a championship team around him. Right. The problem the problem with that is if we keep having these successful seasons, we're not even going to have, you know, a low enough uh, or high enough draft pick to go out and get a successor. So that's why right. we're, we're just in this weird flux. Whereas, like, well, we, we're too good to tank, but we're not bad enough to get a high draft pick. Right. So until until Drew is retired, mm -hmm. we're going to see this mediocre, this mediocre slow start, and then the team is going to rally, and then we're going to probably start winning football games. Like, I, I, I predict us going 
thirteen and three again. Okay. So until we lose three more games or two more games, I mean, and even then, like our division, <laughs> we still in first. Right. So I, I mean, I, we I, it's it's I, a lot, bro. It's it's just we it's mm-hmm. it's it's not I, everybody ready to write off Drew Brees and say, oh, he on a decline. The man right. fought it. The man in his forties. Like right. you're not gonna be able to, like you said, you're not gonna be able to jump like you used to, run like you yeah, used to. Yeah, man. Yeah. So it's it's just one of them things where it's like you got to put some respect on his name until he like start costing us games. Right. Like that last game, the mm-hmm. whole team as a whole, we were good in the first half. We played bad the the, the second half, and we were out coached and out game plan. Like that's that's pretty much it because they just played the time of possession game and we couldn't slow down while. That's it. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree exactly what you're saying, man. You made some very uh, compelling points there, you know, and I, I appreciate it, Optimus, man. Call back anytime. Uh, you know, thank you very much, man. Take it easy. All right. Later. Yeah, Optimus, man, that was, that was, he made some great points about uh, the Green Bay Packers uh, offensive line. And um, he also talked about Drew Brees. I mean, like I said, it's just the definition of decline or washed, in my opinion. I feel like that's the conflict between a who that nation uh i want to give a special shout out to let me see uh mr pops 3000 he says uh has anybody ever noticed that peyton has declined as a play caller hmm since he got married she is bringing my boy down (laughs) so you saying like she jessica simpson to his tony romo okay (laughs) all right also dada uh thank you for the five dollars again he says he can stretch the defense with his deep passes and to me if you play uh you should be more than a one-trick pony okay so he's saying that he can't get the ball down the field so that's the reason why okay we're gonna go to uh donald man what's going on donald how you doing brother man what's going on tj Hey, how you doing, man? What you got for me, man? We talking Drew Brees. Uh, is he washed? <laughs> no, that's a that's an easy no, man. They ain't even right. close to it, mm-hmm. man. Just because somebody don't throw the ball down the field don't mean that they can't win you a ball game. I mean, and that's mm-hmm. just in layman's terms because you could right. put you could put uh, Taysom in there and you could put mm-hmm. Jameis in there. They right. can't read a defense like Drew can read a defense. You know what I mean? No so you have to look at both sides of that. You know, you could say, oh, they, they'll get better stretch the field, which they will. But mm-hmm. at the same time, how many turnovers are they going to have? Or how many sacks are they going to take un- unneededly? Good you know, point. so to me, he is not washed, no, near washed. Mm-hmm. Um, but is he what he used to be? No, none of us are, you know, at, right. at this point in our life. Right. None of us are what we used to be. But right. to say he washed out the two games, nah, that right. ain't it. Yeah. Let me ask you this, man. Um, what what's the excuse for the New Orleans Saints? Uh, the fact that this this team has been together for the most part about three to four years, and them continuously having slow starts like this. Uh, what 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 do you believe is the issue? In your opinion, what what do you think to, the issue is? To me, they they're not focused. They're not a focused team. They're not a disciplined team, especially mm-hmm. early in the year. And it's sad to see that because mm-hmm. they are so talented, man. This is one of the most talented teams we ever had. And, yeah. and of course, you know that, you know, so yeah. to see to see them go out there and perform the way they perform and there's no excuse for it. It is every single year. There is no reason why the coaches shouldn't be on top of this already. You right. know, if it was if it was something that happened one year, that's one thing. But this is every single year they start off like this. So so yeah. it's 
to me, it's the players too. It's not just the coaches. You can't just blame everything on the coaches. It's the players too for not having the mindset to be to to go out there, earn your scriller, as you like to say, earn your money, man. <laughs> earn your money. And, right. And they don't do that. Honestly, it's like they have to get punched in the mouth and then they go out there and perform right uh, well. Uh, unless they plan a real good team, then you see them go out there and perform well. I will not be surprised if they go out here and hang a forty burger on the Green Bay Packers. Mm. That's a good point, man. They, yeah, they, they they always seem to respond under adversity. You know, it it, it just the uh, you know I feel like they I, I I like to call it now the Marshall Lattimore complex, right? When you're going up against elite competition, like you ball out, but then when you're going up against people you feel like a lowly team, then you play down to the competition. So I, I agree exactly what you're saying, Donald. Good points, man. And uh, and you know, go ahead, man. That. I'm sorry, man. You're going in and out. You're cutting out, man. Can you hear me? Okay, we gotta uh, go ahead and move on from Donald. Donald, I- I'll come back to you, man. You know, in a second, but you're having a little connection issues. Uh, we're gonna move on to wine, man. What's going on, wine? How you doing, brother? Hey, good. Yourself? I'm doing all right, man. What you got for me? We're talking Drew Brees. Is he washed? <laughs> you know, I I don't think he's washed. Just like every everybody, he's not. A, he not he's not who he used to be. Um. But when you said, like, compared to Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, the difference is that those guys, you know, Rodgers may be getting a little bit older, but he can move out of the pocket. Right. He's not statue like Drew Brees is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I support Drew Brees a lot. And I defend him a lot. But I just don't see the same velocity on his throws. I don't see – it's just something is different. But I can't really – I can't really explain it. Right. So I I, I kind of go back and forth between let's rip off the Band-Aid and start Taysom Hill, and then mm-hmm. I go back to reality, like, whoa, 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 calm down, <laughs> calm down. You're like, don't, don't, you know, be careful what you wish for because if we get Taysom in there and he can't read the defense, we're not going to be in a pretty good spot. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Hey, Juan, let me ask you this. Okay, you talked about Taysom Hill. He only had, what, like three offensive snaps. Mm-hmm. against the Las Vegas Raiders. Do yes. you feel like the Saints probably would have been more successful offensively on Monday night if they would have utilized Taysom Hill a little bit more in the offense? Absolutely. He brings a different element to our game that Drew doesn't. I'm not saying he's more accurate than Drew because that's not right. not close. Right. But they like to rush Drew up the middle. If they do that to Taysom, he can, he can go out to the – he can just run it. And right. I just feel like Drew, unfortunately, he can't do that anymore. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I, I've gone back and forth, rip up the bandaid, and then you know, kind of go back to reality. <laughs> um, but I just got got to say which one thing, and it's kind of on that topic of quarterbacks. Yeah, go ahead. You know, you, I I see all these teams with a young quarterback. You know, Justin Herbert is pretty good one. It seems yeah, like. yeah. You know, we, we we passed on Lamar Jackson. We didn't trade up for Patrick Mahomes. We didn't draft Deshaun Watson. You know, and I'm starting to like sound like Skip Bayless. Like, it's my turn. When is it going to be our turn? When are, when are we going to have that young quarterback that is in commercials and it's like the next big mm. thing? When do you mm. think we're going to get that guy? Maybe Trey Lance? No, right. probably not. I don't think so. Yeah. The, the only logical explanation I have, one, I feel like Sean Payton just don't like young quarterbacks. I mean, he tried to do it with uh, Garrett Grayson a couple of years ago out of Colorado State, but it just didn't pan out. 
I don't think he has the patience because if you notice, like the majority of the time, if the Saints need a backup quarterback, he doesn't even try to go through the draft. He, he goes to the through free agency and gets guys. So yep. I think he wants guys that are up to speed with the speed of the NFL. But I feel like if you are talking about years down the line, longevity and uh, prosperity of this team, you're going to have to go young. I mean, even if you decide to go with Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill is in his third season in the NFL, but he's 30 years old. So if Drew Brees decides to retire, Taysom Hill is coming in at 31 years old. So how many years are you going to have with Taysom as your starting quarterback with the way that he plays? I mean, right now, you know what I'm saying? We're getting all excited about Taysom Hill, you know, lowering the boom on safeties and stuff like that. That's cool right now, but Mm -hmm. you can't do that kind of stuff if you're the starting quarterback of the team, if you're the face of the franchise. So I feel like right now it's exciting, but you're going to make you cringe if you're a Saints fan uh, watching Taysom Hill and you know that Drew Brees is nowhere in the vicinity anymore. Yep. So my advice is if you want to go with Taysom, I still feel like you need to draft yourself a young quarterback that's that's middle of the pack, or I would be very – I would watch very closely. Like I know a lot of people don't want to – you know, they're probably not paying attention to this, but I would watch very closely what's going on in Philadelphia because right now – they have a quarterback controversy going on right now between Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts. The way yep. that Carson Wentz has been playing, uh, Jalen Hurts is right there behind him. So, I mean, I would be looking at something like that. I mean, I like Carson Wentz as a quarterback. I feel like the way that he plays with, uh, you know, Doug Peterson, I feel like that's not a good fit for him. So I would mm-hmm. be very interested. And I think a lot of people want to move on and probably go with Jalen Hurts. So I would look very closely at that because you still have uh, Carson Wentz, who's really young. So, but besides that, you want to look at some of these young players uh, that are out there in the draft where you can actually develop into a system quarterback that probably can be behind Taysom. So that's what I feel like they, they need to do. But, uh, yeah. but Juan, thank you so much. Uh, I really do appreciate that, man. Thank you uh, for calling yes, thank in. You. Man, call back anytime, brother. Appreciate it. All right. Yeah. Man, shouts out to Juan, man. We're going to go back to Donald real quick. Uh, I've seen a couple of people call in. Please feel free to call in. Uh, Donald, I know you uh you had like one, one more point. Um, you know what I'm saying? I know you were trying to make, so I'll go ahead and let you do it, man. Yeah, the only other thing I was about to say was that Oakland team, man, just like Tennessee last year, they got mm-hmm. a formula, man. And I think they're gonna go pretty far. I think they they definitely making the playoffs this year. Right. I think they definitely making the playoffs, and I think that John Grew not up to something right now, man. He on to something. He, he right. got something growing and it, and it's looking real good. Right. Yeah, I think it's a good look. I think it's a good look with Las Vegas. Uh, you got yourself a lot of young players. Uh, you got a, a, a back in Josh Jacobs that can be a every down back. And, and they're, they're playing some throwback football right now. You know, pounding the rock, controlling the time possession. And you have Derek Carr. You don't have to worry about, you know, making mistakes. So, you know, he, he's kind of efficient, man. A lot of people don't pay attention to Derek Carr. But, you know, a lot of people compare other quarterbacks to Drew Brees. I feel like Derek Carr is the closest thing to Drew Brees out there right now. I mean, they they kind of play the same type of game, so they they got the right they got the right formula to be successful, man. And um, I know a lot of people had a lot of raised eyebrows when Mike uh, Mike Mayock came. There. He came from the NFL Network, never had any GM experience, but I, I think that that was a match made in heaven, man. Two guys uh, from networks, ESPN and NFL Network, and now they're turning around this franchise. So yeah, right. I, I like the look. Yeah, but Donald, man, I appreciate it, man. Uh, call back anytime, brother. Uh, I, I like the analysis. You take it easy, brother. You too. Thank you. All right, no problem. 
Man, shouts out to Donald, man. Good good points right there. Shouts out to Wine. So such great points here, you know. So but uh yeah, uh Wentz uh was always trash. I disagree with that. I, I disagree with that, Aaron. You gotta keep in mind. Uh, I think that was back in what 2017, if I'm not mistaken, uh, when Philly won the Super Bowl. I mean, Carson Wentz was playing on another level. You know, before he tore his uh, ACL, his LCL, his MCL, his NAACP, his FBI. You know, I mean, he he was balling out, and uh, I think people need to give that man some credit. You know, and I feel like the the I feel like maybe a change of scenery might do him some good. I, I feel like the the I feel like the narrative is out about that. Because we all heard about all the things about Nick Foles and how the team actually gravitated to Nick Foles more than Carson Wentz. And I just feel like uh, Doug Peterson didn't do him any favors for trying to tell the team leadership to buy in so those other guys around him can buy in. Look, the Philadelphia Eagles was trash last season. The fact that they even made the playoffs was nothing short of a miracle. So Carson Wentz actually rallied those guys down. So I know he may not be everybody's cup of tea, but if Carson Wentz is out there on the market and the Saints need a quarterback, I definitely would want Carson Wentz. Uh, so, Hennessy, uh, what's going on, man? How you doing? Sorry, man, you muted. Hey, can you hear me now, TJ? Yeah, yeah I can hear you, man. What's going on, man? What Sorry you got for us? Bro. Hey, um, just wanted to dive in and offer my opinion. Um, mm -hmm. As far as the wash thing is, is concerned, TJ, I honestly think, bro, that he has lost his ability to lead the team. And what I go to for that opinion, honestly, is I think back to before the season started last year and we were the first year Ingram was not resigned. People were right. kind of upset about that on the team because that guy was the heart and soul of the team. Right. He really was the lead in dancing in the locker room and right. all of that stuff that we remember. Right. Mm -hmm. So now he's not on the team. Drew gets hurt. Right. And all of a sudden we have this new rallying cry, right? Right. So we have this QB, we become far more um uh what was the word I want, I want to say balanced. We were very right. balanced, man. Y'all remember this stuff. We were super balanced. Right. Um running and passing and doing all these things that were keeping teams off balance, right? Go undefeated. And let's remember we beat Russell Wilson in Seattle without Drew Brees. Mm, and point. And I think that week that we played Seattle, it was up in the air, maybe even until Tuesday, whether or not Drew would play. So Teddy had short prep. Everybody rallies. We remember all that stuff. Right. So I'm saying all that to get to this point. We are not blind, TJ. I was saying this Sunday when we talked, bro. We mm -hmm. we we are smart, y'all. Everybody that's watching, we watch football too. We, we're not stupid, right? They may have right. coaches right now that are in this chat, for all I know. Right. The players went back and looked at the playoff game last year. They right. saw <clears throat> what Drew did mm -hmm. the same way that we did. And then the offseason in which he made the comments that he made about the anthem. Mm -hmm. You remember how quickly people checked them on that? Right. That shows you right there how they're starting to feel about the QB, how quickly they jumped on it and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I suggest when we when during the summer when this first happened, I thought that was the best time to do a clean break so that you don't have people thinking, well, man, we were more balanced without you, and now you're saying this controversial stuff that we're really not feeling. Mm. We already wasn't able to keep our homeboy who we love because we're paying you, and then in the biggest moments, you tend to play a part in us not succeeding. You're mm. playing a part. Not all the blame, but as as, as, as was um, somebody, Skip Bayless, somebody was saying that, Drew has always been the one thing that you could count on as helping us win. 
But going back to what our eyes are showing us, the man is clearly digressed. But I really do feel that what you see is a team that's uninspired, in my opinion. I really do feel that you have guys on the team feeling we are more dangerous with one of these other cats. Hmm. I, and, 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 and because they're professionals, nobody's tweeting little, little slick stuff, and I respect their professionalism on Airline Highway. But if, if, if things get real ugly, real ugly with Aaron Rodgers coming in that dome and, and Drew looks anywhere close to what he did, I think you will start to see somebody feeling a little bit more uh, emboldened and you will start to see people saying, hey, look, we we need a different direction now. And we hate to see it in this way, but the coach, the GM, everybody is playing a part in this because my confusion still goes back to why are we signing certain people if the man clearly cannot utilize those weapons? Why are you doing that now? And it just doesn't make sense. It's really like um, adding a third floor to a house when you are wheelchair bound. It's not mm-hmm. making sense. Yeah. It's not making sense. So, um, but I, I'm, I'm going to keep listening because I'm trying to come to your side and feeling that he's not washed, but I'm trying to find a better adjective where he's, he's diminished to the point where we are no longer scary. Out in I, I think that's a, I think that's a, uh, I think that's a good definition and a, and a good description of uh, Drew Brees. I just, man, I just got a problem with the word wash, hen. You know, the fact is, I feel like when you say somebody washed, that means like they just incapable, you know, of doing it anymore. Like, I mean, that that's just me. But like I said, I think the conflict between who that nation has a lot to do with what this definition of wash is. Like, it's almost like if you're looking at a, a abstract painting, right? You know, and you'd be like, what does this painting says to you? You're gonna get like a several different definitions right. of it. So right. I feel like that's where, you know, this is coming in. And and one person might say, well, this pain reminds me of the great outdoors or something. Like, out, and then the next person might say, outdoors? I don't feel that way. And that's where the conflict comes in. That's where the debate comes in. Maybe, I wish we could hear from yeah. the GM what their right. definition of effective on a high level is because their definition is the only one that matters. Right. What are you seeing that's telling you, let's send this dude out there and we've been seeing this over and over. I need their definition so my blood pressure can go down because I, <laughs> I see enough to go elsewhere. I'm telling you, man, I may be looking looking at it too hard, but the team seems to be thinking what we're thinking, bro. Right. They seem to be so lethargic because they're – I'm sorry, guys. No, nah, you're all right, man. They seem to be so <laughs> lethargic um, out there, but um, you're right. Everybody has their own definitions. But one thing we are united in is we all clearly remember – the Drew Brees that would be airing that thing out to meet him and Devery Henderson. And we always yeah. had flea flickers and it was a dangerous thing. Everybody in the dome would stand up. Now I get nervous when Drew Brees throw the ball. I'm just Good being point. honest with y'all, bro. Yeah. Right. I get nervous now. Yep. I do. I do. Yeah. I'm going to leave it at that, brother. Food just arrived. I'm going to sit down <laughs> with the queen and little man and keep listening yeah. to everybody else. But who that, bro? Hey, who that, man? Appreciate it, hit, man. Yeah. Take it easy. Have a good night. Uh, man, shout out to him, man. Always good points. Uh, Shouts out to everybody in the chat right now. Sanchez, I'm going to get to you in a second, but let me go ahead and get back to the chat, man. Uh, Travis says, boom. Uh, So he hitting the nail on the head, like what Henny was saying. Uh, He is not washed. Okay. Uh, We got, uh, let me see. He's taking us, he's talking to Anthony directly. He says, uh, but should Allen be fired? We'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, how long Drew signed for? He got a two-year contract. Uh, most of the money is already uh, he's already gotten through a signing bonus. So I think he's supposed to make like maybe one or two million if he decides to come back next year, which 
I, I highly doubt. Uh, Kenneth says, is Drew Brees still elite? Yes or no? Um, the way he's playing right now, no. You know, but is he always going to be considered a best-in-line quarterback because of who he is? Yes. You know, if we're doing, if we're doing it based on numbers alone and, and play alone, no. You know, I mean, his knowledge makes him elite. You know, his ability to put guys in position to succeed and win matchups, that makes him elite. But the way that he's playing a quarterback position by getting the ball two guys, I don't think so. But he still he, – Drew Brees right now is not a top five quarterback, you know. I mean, he's like maybe like seven or eight or something like that if you're comparing quarterbacks right now. Darren says, please uh, shut up. I don't know what he's talking to or who he's talking to with that matter. And um, that boy says uh, Brees has one ring. But it was one ring more than what the Saints had before he got there. So – Let's get his man some respect in that regard. The Saints was terrible before this guy got here, okay? And that's probably why a lot of people uh, can't let go of Drew Brees because they look at all those terrible times. But let's put some respect on this guy's name. Uh, the Saints were nowhere near no championship before that man got in the building. So let, let's not go too far with that. Uh, Sanchez, let's. Uh, what's going on, man? How you doing? Man, what's up, TJ? Who that, who that, who that nation? What's going on there, man? Yeah, man. What, what you got, man? Uh, we talking Drew Brees. Is he washed or... You can talk about anything you want to, man. The floor is yours. Uh, quick point, quick point. Do I think Drew Brees is washed? The answer to mm-hmm. that question is no. But mm-hmm. I do feel like we are in that Denver Broncos tail end of Peyton Manning career uh, mm-hmm. type deal where mm-hmm. we're relying more on um, Drew Brees' mental of the game rather than his arm strength. We're, mm-hmm. we're, 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 we, that's what I feel like we're relying on. And I missed the last caller's name, but I think he made a great point. When yeah. we had weapons like uh, Deontay Harris, Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Lil Jordan Humphreys still, you know, just on the block whenever he get out there. Mike Tom- Michael Thomas, we got all these weapons, but what good does it make when we can't get the ball downfield? And everybody knows that, everybody knows that Drew Brees is on the decline. We've been seeing it, not just these past two weeks, but the past three, four years of the playoffs. So it's out there. It's it's, it's visible. So, you know what I'm saying? That's really all I got to say about it. I just really do believe that we were lying on his mental for him to play almost a perfect game with little to no mistakes rather than, hey, just go out there and fling the ball. Well, Sanchez, uh, before you go, man, let me ask you this. Okay, you you mentioned Lil' Jordan Humphreys. You mentioned Deontay Harris. Do you feel like if Jameis or Taysom was the quarterback, or if they were more involved in the offense, would you see some of these guys making plays? Or do you feel like Sean Payton still wouldn't call their number? I think we'll see them making plays, but the thing, the key thing is, once again, we all the same flashes. Can When it comes to reading the defense, are they going to give us the same ability that Drew Brees gives us at the end of the day? Right. That's, that's really the biggest question. We've seen the abilities that Jameson had. We see what Taysom Hill can do at 30, 31 years old. So right. at the end of the day, once again, it's all about when the defense is on the other side of the ball, can 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 they outsmart their game plan? Right. I mean, yeah, that, yeah, that's a good point, man. Uh Sanchez, great points. Appreciate you for calling. Call back anytime, brother. Appreciate it, man. Y'all have a good night. All right, man. Who that? Who that? Yeah, man, shout out to Sanchez. Good points. But, you know, that goes back to what I was saying about Sean Payton. You know, uh, you know, Sean Payton, um, 
he deserves some of this blame too. I mean, the fact is, I think that we look at Sean Payton and Drew Brees. I mean, these guys have been running this offense for the last 15 years. And uh, I think Sean Payton deserves some of this blame, too, that we're not really paying attention to. And I've seen someone in the chat, and I apologize that I don't remember your name, but they asked the question, like, is Sean Payton, has he diminished as a play caller? I don't feel like Sean Payton diminished as a play caller. I just feel like Sean Payton just becomes infatuated with certain players, and he, he makes them his bread and butter. But – he, he, he schemes around those guys always being around. And he doesn't think about the fact that these guys can possibly be hurt. For example, Michael Thomas, right? Michael Thomas, 149 receptions, played all 16 games last season, over 1,700 yards receiving. So you had all these different type of schemes and game plans surrounding Michael Thomas. But in, in the process, you're forgetting about Traquan Smith. In the process, you're forgetting about Lil Jordan Humphreys. In the process, you're forgetting about Deontay Harris. And at the time, Ted Ginn. Now you come into this season, 2020, Michael Thomas is hurt. And now the guys that you really didn't have a game plan for, you're basically plugging and playing these guys in spots that should have belonged to Michael Thomas. And you have these guys running routes that were Michael Thomas's strength. Michael Thomas is a great wide receiver. Michael Thomas can run all the routes in a route tree. No disrespect to Traquan Smith, but he's not on the same level as Michael Thomas. He is not going to give you the same production. So I feel like it's shame on Sean Payton for not having schemes and offensive game plans surrounding Traquan Smith. You should have the same type of energy for all these other players. You should look at these guys and sit them in a room or talk to your wide receivers coach, Curtis Johnson, and be like, look, Curtis, uh, what does Lil Jordan Humphrey do well? What does Traquan Smith do well? What does Deontay Harris do well? And try to get yourself a game plan surrounding these guys instead of the usual suspects because you're relying and depending on these guys to stay available for you each and every week. And the realization is, folks, people get hurt. And when they get hurt, you're handicapping your team. But Sean Payton did speak to the media, man, about the offense. And I want to go ahead and play this clip real quick. This is Sean Payton answering a question from uh, NOLA.com reporter Amy Just about the Saints offense and how they've been stagnant uh, for the last two weeks. Sean, what do you think has maybe been off with the way Breeze has been playing the last two weeks? If you think anything has been off, it just seems like he wasn't as accurate. Sorry, he wasn't as accurate as you would normally expect from him. Hope well, you can hear me. I made Listen, I made the comment, you know, we, we've got to be precise with what we're doing in the passing game route-wise. Uh, I agree with you, really. I, I, I'm just saying that the last two weeks, I think it's been average at best offensively. And that starts with us. It starts with me. And uh, we got to be better. I thought we ran the ball a little bit better tonight. Um, we're still not protecting the way we're supposed to. Um, we're, not, we're not functioning well enough um, and taking advantage of some of the opportunities we've had. So we'll look at that. Our third down numbers were better. I'm sure our red zone numbers were a little better, but um, – yeah, we, we had some penalty situations. The one drive, heck, we had like three or four penalties. I lost track. Well, as you can see, uh, Sean Payton, very frustrated and upset with that uh, about the performance of his team. Anthony says, well, when dudes dropping balls and running wrong routes, that may be a part of the reason why Sean and Drew got too stuck on certain dudes. But I agree, we have to spread it around. Well, this is this is my thing, Anthony. 
if these guys are running the wrong routes and not doing the certain things and they're being undisciplined, whose fault is that? I mean, you selected these guys. These are the guys that you decide to roll with. These are the guys that you selected to run, you know, be a part of your 53-man roster. And you shouldn't just have these guys out here being glorified offensive linemen. You should find ways to get these guys involved, rather than be extra reps after practice, uh, repetition um, in some of these plays. But you have to make sure that these guys are fully involved. And you also want to make sure that you get the other guys that that involved, get the right guys in place that that are knowledgeable of the game. I, I look at somebody like I look at a team like the New England Patriots, for example, folks, like them or not. Bill Belichick does a really good job at getting the right guys in place. I mean, di- distributing the ball all over the place. Julian Edelman, Chris Hogan, uh, you know, you know, what I'm saying so many other wide receivers that they actually have on their team. You know, these guys, you know, go out there and they run excellent routes, right? They're not household names. Nine times out of ten, they probably go to another team. They're probably not going to be a factor. For example, Chris Hogan, right? You bring Chris Hogan into the Carolina Panthers, he's done absolutely nothing. I think he played for the Jets now, not doing nothing. But you put him in a New England Patriots offense and he flourishes. Why? Because Bill Belichick does a great job to drill into the minds of his wide receivers to run this route, do this. In case this happened, this, you know, you need to do this. Smart players that understand that. So I cannot accept, oh, they're running the wrong route. Because if they're running the wrong route consistently, maybe you got the wrong guy in your system but you shouldn't handicap your team because you got a couple guys that's running the wrong routes you find the guys that can give you the production that you need uh the truth hurts uh thank you very much for being a part of the state of the saints podcast brother what you got for us hey tj how's it going man it's going all right man uh, we talking yeah. breeze is he washed or you can talk about anything else man <laughs> yeah as far as uh drew Brees being washed i don't want to disrespect him and call him washed right but like like I said the other night, I do believe that as far as us going to a uh, Super Bowl and winning it, right. I will say I don't think I don't think he's capable of getting us to that promised land anymore. I mean, like he once was, right. you know, like years back, right. because of his lack of arm strength. I mean, now we know this man can read defenses and all that kind of stuff. I mean, we know that. I'm not questioning that, but. Now, I do feel that the games that we did lose, like, for example, the other night down here in Las Vegas and, uh, you know, against Minnesota and against the uh, Rams years back. Now, I do feel that we had a more – if we had a more quarterback that can get out of the pocket right. and can read defenses at the same time. Now, I do believe those games wouldn't even been closed. That, that's just my personal opinion. I could be wrong about that. Nah, I don't think you're wrong. I, I really don't. I think that's a good point that you're making, you know. Um yeah, but I, I'll let you go ahead and finish, and then I, I'll go ahead and um, say what I got to say. Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. Because, because think about it. I mean, you know, no disrespect to the Los, you know, the Los Angeles Rams, because, you know, that's my dad's team. He's been a diehard Rams fan. And my dad's from New Orleans, but he's been a diehard Rams fan ever since. But going back to that NFC championship, now, I was one of them when it first happened. I said, okay, the reason why we lost this game, because – you know, it was a bad non-PI call. I, I know that. I mean, anybody can see that. I mean, you yeah. wonder any blind person or anybody with two eyes can see that. But right. when you think about it, let's, let's think about it. The game shouldn't even been that close. I mean, we had two possessions in the red zone 
when we first got the ball, we drove up the field. You know, we got – I mean, I know Dan Arnold dropped a pass on third down. That that wasn't Drew Brees' fault. We had to settle for three points. The next play, uh, the next possession, DeMario Williams got an interception for us. We in our – we deep in the uh, Los Angeles Rams territory. We could not punch that ball in the end zone. Now, I do think – uh, the game, uh, if we would have jumped out to a 21 lead instead of 21 or at least 20 point lead instead of a 13 or nothing lead, you know, I feel it would have been a different game and it wouldn't have not came down to, you know, the referees missing a bad call because let's face it, I, it was uh early fourth quarter, I think it was like third and long. I mean, he had tag in junior wide open. I don't know if you remember to know what play I'm talking about. The ball was like actually thrown behind. The good old Hall of Famer Troy Aikman said that, you know, Drew Brees had a, you know, a uh, chance on that play. If he hit a, the ball right in front of Tay again on the move, I mean, we got a first down. We could have extended that drive, but we just kept had to punt, punt, punt. And I also think Taysom Hill should have been utilized more of that game, too. I mean, I know a lot of people say we don't know if he can read the defenses, but I really believe that, like I said, we get a more accurate, quarterback in there that can read the defenses and can move when a pocket break down, a lot of these teams would have a chance against this, this Saints offense because the Saints, you know, they, they have a lot of talent on offense. Right. You know, they have lethal weapons. They, they have talent on offense. So, right. But, I mean, we'll see how it plays out, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't well, know. Well, I, look, the truth is you, you, you uh, made me think about something, man. I think the biggest issue with the New Orleans Saints – is is the ability to to make the kill shot when they when they're ahead. You look mm-hmm. at like some of these other teams, right? Let, let's just look. Let's just say, for example, the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. You look at Patrick Mahomes who threw a pass to uh, Tariq Hill in that game against the Chargers last week. I don't know if people saw that or not, but he threw the ball down the field, man. I mean, on a on a rope. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Running out of the pocket. He threw the ball like 50 yards, okay? Like, he has incredible arm strength. I feel like that's not fair. But if he didn't have the ability to scramble to extend some of those drives and he didn't have the ability to have that arm strength that people fear, mm-hmm. they, won, they wouldn't have won that game. They mm-hmm. wouldn't have. You can, I think, oh, yeah, go ahead, man. I'm, I'm sorry. You and you can. I'm sorry to cut you off. And you can say the same thing about that Super Bowl because, you know, when San Francisco was up 20 to about 10-point lead, you know, the Chiefs offense couldn't get anything going. But I think right. what changed the game when uh, Patrick Mahomes, he hit uh, uh, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill for that long pass, that would change it. Now, if that was us in that situation, like I said, I'm, I'm not, I, you know, because I love you guys. I love the Who That Nation. I love to read. I love the crap out of this man. But like you, you know, you've been saying, we, you know, we just got to call it what it is. Like if we jump, if a team jump out to a lead on us, I know they're looking at it like, okay, we they don't think Drew Brees is capable of beating them anymore. So that's why you see more press coverages on the other team defensive backs, like, you know, getting all in our receiver's face. Right. And, you know, and especially if they have a good defensive line, they can, you know, just clearly rush the pass rusher. And we right. know Drew Brees ain't going to get out of the pocket. You, We know that for a fact. Good we point. know he's not going to run. So. Good point. But, yeah, that, that, those are some great points of truth, Hurts. I agree with you. You know, I, I definitely agree with that. I feel like the jury is out on the Saints offense. Uh, mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't respect it like they once did anymore. 
But I, I really do appreciate it. Call back anytime, my brother, man. Appreciate all the commentary and all the comments that you put out there. And, uh, you know, look forward to speaking to you again, man. All right, man. Be safe, brother. Who uh, that? Who that? Uh, the truth hurts, man. Good brother right there. We're going to uh, move on to Brandon. Brandon, what's going on, man? How you doing? What's happening, TJ? Been listening to your content for a minute, man. You the truth. I uh, appreciate it, man. Thank you so much, man. Uh, we're talking Drew Brees, man. Uh, is Drew Brees washed or you have any other comments that you want to make about the Saints? So I'll give you two points, TJ. I mm-hmm. feel like when it comes to Brees, he's not washed. Like we talking about one of the goats, right. whoever touched, uh, whoever snapped at QB before, you know what I'm saying? Right. Drew is Drew, not only a good dude, but he's one of the best ever to lace up for a QB. But the point is, it's like I said on YouTube, on your video before we played the Bucks. If you just take the past three seasons, you can look at his stats for plays over 20 yards. Three seasons ago, it was only 72. Mm. Two seasons ago, it was only 58. Last season, it was only 37. And we're two games into the season this year. I believe it's only two or three. Mm. So it's not that he's washed. You just got to look at the writing on the wall sometimes, and you get, that's a clear decline. You got to say it is what it is. Like, right. he's done amazing things for us, but he's struggling to get over 200 yards a game right now. Right. And it's because these defenses know he's not going to take the top off of you. Right. All you have to do is play 20 to 15 yards in, and that's the best they can do right now as far as the passing game. They're going to hit you with underneath slots, screens, and stuff like that to try to produce the big play because he's not going to throw it over the top of you. Right. So, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was was just going to ask you, uh, so what do you think is a solution to this? Like, okay, you you don't want to – you don't want – you won't want to take Drew Brees out of the lineup because he gives you the best position to win games, okay? Let's not get it twisted here. He's he's the more qualified quarterback out of of Taysom and James. But how do you make up for the lack of arm strength and the ability to get the ball down the field without making your offense one-dimensional? Like, for example, if Taysom Hill comes into the game, how do you make defenses believe that he's in there to run the football or he's there to do a short pass? Like, what should the Saints do to take up to make up for the lack of arm strength of Drew Brees? Well, personally, for me, I believe that, like, Taysom is the future of the team. Because I follow him, as I'm sure many Saints fans do, yeah. I follow him heavy. And look at the last preseasons he had, even when we had Teddy Bridgewater. He heavily outplayed Teddy Bridgewater in that preseason. He was right. doing his thing. And even still, like, you know, when Taysom comes into the game now, they know he's a gadget player. You know he's going to hit you deep or he's going to run the ball. Right. And most times out of not, they can't stop either. Right. So – I'm of the ilk that I believe that Taysom should go ahead and take over because at the end of the day, I don't have a solution for Breeze's shortcomings as far as his arm strength. Because I believe somebody said it earlier in in who you were chatting with. It's another thing that our personnel matches that type of play. Because when you bring in Emmanuel Sanders, when you have, uh, you know, we got Harris back there, who's a complete deep threat. Outside of him, we don't get very much production from the other wide receivers on the roster. Right. Taquan Smith is trying to step up, but he hasn't been able to, you know, get over that hill yet. Right. So outside of him, on the only sure hands we have 
uh, it's just Thomas. Even even Cooks drop passes sometimes. Good point. And you know Kamara's going to catch the ball out of the backfield, but more than likely he's going to catch a screen behind the line of scrimmage or maybe a quick pass five yards up. And any bonus yards he gets from that is just run after the catch. It's not Drew's arm getting it. It's Kamara's legs. Right. Yeah, I mean, those are great points right there. Um, I I have to say that I don't think that I'm ready for Taysom just to take over. But um, if if things – tend to continue. Like, let's just say, for example, if Green Bay comes to town on a Sunday night and we see, uh, I guess, like another game like we've seen against the Raiders, I think that we may be considering trying to get him more involved in the game. Right. My, my fear, Brandon, is Sean Payton's stubbornness. You know, like him wanting to go down with the ship and him feeling like it's borderline blasphemous for him to go in any other direction besides Drew Brees. So, I don't know. It would have to take something catastrophic in order for him to like just completely uh, cut ties with Drew Brees as a starter. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to watch my brother, but I appreciate it, man. Good, good commentary, man. Appreciate you. Call back anytime. One more thing, sir. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I know, I know you got a, I know you went to Jackson state. Congratulations on getting prime time to come, but you know, it's about that human Jew box, bro. Oh man, <laughs> you know it's about that human jukebox, bro. Look, man, shouts out to Southern University, man. Ain't got no problem with y'all, man. You know, always some good games, Jackson State uh, versus yes, Southern, man. man. I always enjoy those games. Uh, but man, hey, bro, look, I, I I not only feel like this is a good move for Jackson State, but all HBCUs, man. I mean, the cash yeah, that Deion Sanders has coming to town, it's gonna make a lot of these HBCUs much better because you got some of these four and five star recruits gonna be looking. And they're going to be trying to see what uh, uh, these uh, historical black colleges are doing. And they definitely going to want to get on board, man. But, hey, bro, yes, look, I used to – I grew up in New Orleans. I've been down with the Bayou Classic before I even knew what Jackson State was. I'm a, yes, I'm a tiger through and through, but I, I always got love for Southern and Grambling, you know what I'm saying? Except when we got to play, y'all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel you on it. No, no hating at all, brother. The sonic boom out there. They, they yeah. do that thing. Yeah, man, I appreciate it, man. Call back anytime, man. Yes, sir. All right, take care. Man, shouts out to Brandon right there, man. Southern University in the building. Or, uh, you know, like I said, man, I ain't got no problem with, you know, Southern or Grambling, except when they got to play Jackson State. You know, I grew up watching the Bayou Classic for, for, for a good little minute, man. I wanted to attend Grambling. You know, and of course, you know, the late, great Eddie Robinson as the coach, Doug Williams came along right after I got out of college. I mean, high school, excuse me. So, man, that's a school I wanted to play for. So, but, you know, Jackson State, that's, that's, that's my school, man, through and through Tiger. Bleed, blue and white, all day, all night. You know what I'm saying? Shouts out to him, man. Uh, let's get back to the chat. Uh, who was that that just called? The brother that just called, man, I apologize. I've seen you hang up. I can't think of your name, but feel free to call back, brother. Uh, Cry says, Sonic Boom of the South. Yes, sir. Sonic Boom. Uh, the S on their chest because they know they the best. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh ATJ, what up, fam? Who that? RJ Mason, what's going on, man? Carnell just can't read defense. Who can't read defense, Carnell? Uh, feel free. Let me uh, let me know who you uh, think can't read defense. Ike says, like the one-two punch idea, actually. The thing about it is, unlike running backs, the one-two punch at the quarterback is it, so – it's tough. I'm trying to think back. I'm Okay, I'm – okay. For those that are football historians, right, the Dallas Cowboys, 
when Tom Landry was the head coach, he had Roger Starback and he had another quarterback. I can't think of his name. And he was like switching these guys out through halves, right? And one guy come in, play really well, but then the other guy had to come in the second half. He rusted because he'd been sitting on the bench the whole entire time. For 30 minutes, he's been sitting on the bench. So Tom Landry had to make a had to make a decision. And he decided to go with Roger Starback. You know, and, and the other guy, you know, he ended up uh leading Denver to the Super Bowl, which he ended up losing to, ironically, the Cowboys. But you got to make yourself a decision, man. It's tough for a quarterback just to come off the bench, you know, and be as fresh as a daisy, no reps. You know, he's going to come in rusty. So you don't want to you don't want to be like, OK, man, Taysom, Drew, Taysom, Drew. It's going to it's going to, you know, like you got to make sure that these quarterbacks uh, have timing. They're getting a the rhythm and you don't want to break that, especially like when they're playing well. Uh, Nick, what's going on, man? Can you hear me? Oh, what's up? You can hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, man. Uh, we, we talked about Drew Brees, man. Is he washed? Uh, he, he, well, I can say he washed with Drew Brees. We expecting him to be Drew Brees from when we first got Drew Brees. He ain't the same person we used to, but he ain't right. washed that to somebody else like Blake Broders or somebody like that. <laughs> You know, but I think you said the last word you were talking to him about, about a solution. I got, a, I think I got a solution. Uh, just yeah, go, go ahead, man. No huddle, to, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Let Drew go with the no huddle and that make up for all the, you know what I'm saying? Not giving the the, the defense opportunity to set up. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's oh, so I you, think. so you feel like you feel like uh, the fact that the defense won't be able to rotate, you can actually expose some of the matchups better. So you feel like exactly. they, I feel okay. like put all your weapons in the game. And just let Drew pick him apart. We already know he ain't going down the field. Let right. him 10 yards here, 10 yards there, and feed Camaro a couple of times up the middle and stop on the outside. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know what I'm saying? So, That's what dude, I think. Uh, okay, Nick, but let me ask you this, man, before, before, before we get out of here. Um, do you feel like they need to get Taysom more involved? Uh, do you still like – with the? I, I know you're talking no huddle here, but do you think that they need to put Taysom in a game, have him throw a couple passes? And if you believe that, how many passes do you think he should throw a game? Well, I think he could throw. I don't think you should take the ball out of Drew hands. Period. Mm -hmm. You're gonna throw the ball, let Drew throw it. Right. But I think you can put him on the field more. Period. Just let him give that. When just the, I want to say that other day, I had my internet with Trim. I want to tell when y'all was talking about Taysom Hill the other night. I uh -huh. feel like the game Taysom Hill the money just for the playmaking he do mm -hmm. all around the board, just on special teams, offense. You know, right. he do a lot of things. That's what I. I don't think he they gave him the money. Uh, them thinking he the future. I just think they gave him the money because he earned it. He came up with big plays, a certain amount of big points a game, and turned the game around for us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a, good point. that's a good point. That's a good point. You know, I mean, the things that he do, the roles that he play, uh, he definitely deserves, you know, some money. You know, I, I really do believe that, you know. But I, I appreciate I appreciate that, Nick, man. That's, that's some good insight right there. Something to think about and chew on. So, you mm -hmm. know, I'm definitely going to, uh, you know, ask the Who That Nation. Feel free, man. Um, what y'all think about the Saints? Uh, going into a no huddle, but uh, Nick, yeah, man, appreciate it, man. Thank you for calling, man. Feel free to no call problem. back anytime, my brother. Cool, I you catch know. every morning. I'll be trying to catch every morning. <laughs> I appreciate right. that, man. Thank you. All right, much love. Right. Who that? Right. Who that? Yeah, man. Shouts out to Nick, man. Uh, no huddle, you know, that's that's a interesting dynamic right there. You know, I mean, Chip Kelly type offense. What y'all think about that? No huddle. Uh, RJ says, I just want us to go to the Super Bowl. I think we all want that, RJ. Real talk. 
Uh, Mike says Marcus Williams tackling like he has rubber arms. He is really irking me. Yeah, that was that was horrible right there. For a guy who stood in front of the podium and told everybody that I need to work on my tackling, it don't seem like he uh, he did anything all season. And I like Marcus Williams. Y'all already know that. But you got to call a spade a spade. One of his worst performances in the Saints uniform. He was out there getting work, man. He was out there getting work. Uh, Jules says, I enjoy your show because you talk about football. Jules, I appreciate that, man. That's what we do here. Uh, we talk about football. We break it down, man. And also, you know, we, I mean, it's not a right or wrong about this. You know, I, I don't sit in front of this camera and be like, oh, I'm the most correct person here. You know, I mean, there's some very interesting perspectives that are coming here and taking place here tonight. You know, people have been calling in. People have been uh, video calling in, giving great points and, and, and great suggestions here. So collectively. Uh, this show is successful because everyone in a who that nation, but I appreciate it, brother. Uh, Anthony is laughing. Calvin says, Taysom, uh, don't need to take over, but he needs to touch the football more than three times a game. I, I agree with that. I think we all need to be asking this question. Who that nation, what the hell was going on with Taysom Hill? Okay. I mean, honestly, I never seen Taysom Hill not utilized as, you know, as much, I mean, as little as he was in this game against the Las Vegas Raiders. I really don't know what's going on. Like, was he hurt? Was there something going on? Was there a nagging injury? Like, did he injure himself? Like, why is it that he didn't take? Like, you would think the way that the game was going, that he would be more involved. And like I said, the only logical explanation I have is the fact that I feel like Sean Payton is just too damn stubborn. Like, you got to put the ball into your playmaker's hands. And I feel like the fact that you have arguably the best playmaker on your team injured, you would think that he would want to use Taysom Hill more to compensate for the loss of Michael Thomas. I, I just didn't get it. Like, it was, I don't know. You know, I guess that's why people can come up with these weird conspir uh, conspiracy theories. They can come up with like, well, why why didn't Sean use Taysom Hill when, when we use Taysom Hill, you know, the majority of the time we end up winning in some of those close games. So why didn't we use them? You know, maybe they wanted Las Vegas to win. You know, that's when them conspiracy theories, 10-4 hat people come through. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, they give them uh, ammunition in order to say stuff like that. But I'm really wondering what in the blue hell was going on and why wasn't Taysom Hill involved in the, in the offense the way that he should have? I really don't know. I mean, was somebody on that hand? What's somebody on that jack? Were they too drunk? Were they too tired to come up with a game plan that involved Taysom Hill? I really don't know. But you got to get this guy involved, man. He's a playmaker. He is a playmaker, and you got to make sure that you get him involved. Uh, Jason says, I give us two more games to show what we're going to look like, either 13-3 or or 8-8. Sunday Night Football will give us more clarity. It's definitely going to give us more clarity and if Drew Brees comes out and play like he did on Monday night, I mean, I think it's time for us to sound the alarms, folks. Rather you want to do it or not. Uh, Chosen, what's going on, man? How you doing, brother? What's going on, man? I mean, I ain't got really too much tonight, man, because everybody pretty much hit on all bases. Mm -hmm. But just a, you know, a few couple points, man, like Cornell said, man. I feel like, yeah, Drew Brees not washed. He is declining. We all can see that. Right. But I feel like ultimately, overall, from from Drew Brees to the to the backups to the coaching staff, I feel like we really overlooked the Raiders. I feel like mm. I, I, ultimately, I mm. feel like we just looked at them 
man, they the Raiders. Come on, what has the Raiders done? We right. probably still was feeling like, man, they still going through this thing that they was going through with Antonio Brown. And I feel like we just looked at them, and I feel like we got caught up in this Super Bowl of bus moment. Like, I feel right. like we 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 just refrained from being humble. Like, we just were so focused on being Super Bowl bus. Super Bowl, we getting back to the playoffs that we totally forgot the path that it takes to get there, and we lost focus. I feel like the game plan was planned maybe just enough just to beat the Raiders. I don't think it was taken seriously as if it was an elite team like the Green Bay Packers. Like, you can't tell me that it, in spite of the loss that we wouldn't plan a better game plan for Green Bay as we'll do, let's say, um, Las Vegas Raiders or the Detroit Lions, uh, one of the teams you don't really hear about that's in playoff contention. You know, I feel like overall, man, we just didn't take this team serious. On top of us playing sloppy and like how you say Marshawn Lattimore was, you know, he can lock up the best of them. But when it comes to a rookie, a, a undrafted or just somebody out there who you can get off the street, they make them look like an all pro. Or first right. ballot Hall of Fame. I just felt like we didn't take these guys serious enough and we got punched in the mouth. So now right. it's, it's a wake-up call. I think we have one of those kind of games every year, you know, and it just happened to happen, you know, prime time, Monday night, and everybody could see it. So I understand. I don't want to panic too much. I know some things that may be alarming. But overall, man, I feel like that we – we we just didn't take these guys serious. We just said, "Oh, they got a new stadium, the Raiders." Oh yeah, we got this, man. It's Super Bowl of buzz. We the Saints. I think we need to go back to being humble, and we need to treat every game like it's a playoff game. You know, I just right. feel like we just need to go back to being humble and take it one game at a time. We'll worry about the playoffs when we get there, but we just need to focus on the task at hand, week in and week out. That's all I got to say, man. I mean, that's a good point. You know, I mean, I, I definitely feel like they look past the the Raiders. Um, I don't know if they just felt like, or like you say, we the Saints, uh, we were 13 and three, this team struggling. We got on our all white uniform, the color rush, and they probably looked at their overall record and color rush. We look good. We're going to play good. Uh, you can't go out there, man. That's, that's why I was telling people before the game, you know, people was telling me about these backup offensive linemen and all this kind of stuff. And Cam Jordan going to have a field day. You can never underestimate anybody. Okay. You can't, you know, you can't underestimate anyone. You know, you got to make sure that when that person is lined up against you, you got to play that 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 team or go up against that matchup like that guy. If you're an offensive lineman like that, that next guy that you're going up against is J.J. White. Or if you're a defensive lineman, you got to line up like that guy's Tyron Smith, Ryan Ramchick or Teron Armstead or something. So they definitely underestimated them. They they really didn't look at those guys. I feel like like chosen said as contenders and they just felt like those guys were beneath them uh i hate to say it and i like this guy but i'm gonna have to start calling this and dubbing it they, they've been marshall Lattimore. you know marshall Lattimore. they play he plays elite against elite competition but he plays down to his competition when he goes up against guys that he felt like is beneath them and you should never look at a team being beneath you any team can be any other team any given sunday okay there's a reason why, for the exception of the Detroit Lions, were the only team that, well, and the Cleveland Browns are the only two teams in NFL history to go defeated the entire career. I mean, entire season, excuse me, because teams got pride. So let's, let's keep that in mind. Uh, Swag504, I'm putting the link down there, man, so you can actually chime in. Uh, we're going to go ahead and move on, man. We talked a, a little bit about the Saints offense. Uh, we talked about Drew Brees on the decline. 
let's talk about this defense, man, because the defense, uh, that was a horrible performance. Absolutely horrible. I mean, just burn the tape type performance right there. Everybody on the defensive side of the ball probably put on one of their worst performances at the, the worst time, okay? If this happened probably in a 1 o'clock game, nobody would really be talking about this. Was, this would probably slide between the cracks. But the fact that it was a nationally televised game, the Las Vegas Raiders uh, opening up a brand-new stadium out there in Vegas, the whole entire world seeing the New Orleans Saints put on a pathetic performance defensively. Malcolm Jenkins, who you know we've been ranting and raving about, including myself, who felt like he was the missing piece for this defense. He's bringing leadership and his knowledge. I mean, he was out there getting work. He was out there getting work. And, you know, people are saying, well, you know, Darren Waller is a lot better than people give him credit for. He is. But at the same time, you got to win that matchup, man. I can't accept that. I, I cannot accept that. I cannot accept the fact that Darren Waller uh, should be beating you and misusing and abusing you like that. And I think we all can agree. When if PJ Williams is your last line of defense to stop anybody, you fail. Okay. I mean, no disrespect to PJ Williams, but he's just not that good in coverage. And going up against the guy who is the best pass catcher on the team, yes, it is Darren Waller. He is going to lose that. Okay. Six foot six, 250 pound guy, and you and PJ Williams got to guard him. I ain't feeling that at all, man. That defense, they put on a pathetic display on Monday night. Uh, you have to look at Dennis Allen, the defensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator of the New Orleans Saints. I've been saying this for a while. When he came in and he replaced Rob Ryan, he did make the defense better. I was talking to my guy. Shouts out to my guy, Brandon. Brandon made a comment. He said that the defense, he made the defense look better. Yes, we didn't get, we don't get many 12 men in a huddle type penalties. We, we're not getting late guys on the field. We're not getting personnel changes all late. He has brought organization to the defensive side of the ball. But when he goes up against elite offensive play callers or an elite offensive team, he gets exposed. And I feel like that is a problem. I feel like that's a problem. I feel like that's something that needs to be addressed. And he had to fix it quick, man. You know, he, he really does because now he's going up against a team with Aaron Rodgers, who is arguably the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. And he's going up against a red-hot Green Bay Packers team. And he's definitely going to have to bring his A game because Aaron Rodgers is going to carve up this defense like a Thanksgiving turkey. And we don't want this anymore, man. So it, it, it's a gut check for this defense. It's a gut check for Dennis Allen. It's a gut check for some of those players who, who put on one of their worst performances in the Saints uniform. It's time for them to step up or maybe it's time for them to uh, step aside. Uh, Quinn, uh, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm good. You can hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, man. What you got for us? For one, we ain't had no preseason, bro, so you got to understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. Drew Brees is rusty, bro. Wait, once he once he get out, once he get his game going and his throwing right, bro, he going to go crazy, bro. Just watch. He, you you got to notice what they did. Like, just watch the first uh, watch the first two quarters. You seen how they was doing. They was, they was on the move. They just got to get in rhythm. You got to think about it. Thomas not even there. So if he wanted to do his mess-up throws, he ain't got that person to throw his mess-up throws to that he know that's going to catch you regardless. Okay. Man. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point, man. But, you know, like, Quinn, I got to ask you because, I mean, we had a few other callers that uh, came and they, they said the same thing. Uh, what can you say about those other quarterbacks that's out here starting off red hot right now? The Aaron Rodgers, uh, the, the Russell Wilsons, the, the Patrick Mahomes. Is the rest of them quarterbacks in their 40s? 
Is the rest no. of the quarterback had a better uh throwing accuracy and everything? Like who like come on now, you gotta think about what he did and who is Drew Brees, bro. You gotta think about it. Like okay. he 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 he's that man. You just gotta watch, you gotta let him develop. And like I say, really, we didn't need that game anyway. That's why it wasn't as crazy anyway. We didn't really need that game, bro. They don't folks was home at their first Las Vegas game. We know they were gonna try to get that win. That's nothing. The more problem we have, it wasn't a throwing or Offense and defense, it was more than flags, bro. The flags really blessed them. That's like last week. Tom, Tom Brady, them when he had them points like that, we ain't had them flags. That's where it's coming from. It's not his, it's not him not being getting washed up or him not throwing right. It's just him not, they just not in sync, and then they they getting stupid flags because yeah. the defense did stood up, but they had them sacks, bro. Come on now. How that's yeah. not doing nothing, right? You well, they did. They did well, they did have three sacks in the in, in first quarter, man. You know, they they was they did start off red hot. Uh, but you know, you know, Quinn, at the beginning of the game, you know, they have those uh, those scripted plays. You know, you got your first 15, and right. um, when the Saints came out, I mean, they started off red hot. Those, those first 15 plays, they, they did really well. But what happens when you know, after those 15 plays, and it's time to make adjustments when the defense of the opposite team make the adjustments and vice versa? You can so, so I, I, I do, th- I feel, I look. I, I, 100%, I agree with what you're saying about the Drew Brees uh, being 40. It's, it's, yeah. it's, and this the thing, too, you got to realize. he Sean Payton not calling everything yet because he he know he know everybody trying to see what they're going to do first. Okay. We still got Taysom Hill. Come on now. You seen what Taysom Hill did when he got in the game? That's what I'm saying. It's like you got to trust what they're doing. You know, that, you know how we play, bro. You know we got to warm up before we really get going. You right. know we never win two games straight back to back, not no, not no openers. Right. You know we don't. They don't have. They ain't happen to like 2015, I believe. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, you're making some good points, man. You know, I, I appreciate you uh, calling in. Uh, thank you, man. Call back anytime, my brother. All right, bet. All right, take it easy, Quinn. Yeah, man. Good points right there. You know, uh, Drew Brees. I mean, 40 years old. Uh, are we not taking that into consideration? Uh, Shouts out to Tim on donating the ten dollars here. Um, let me see if I can uh, find when you donated. Shouts out to Tim out, out there in Canada. He says uh how dear uh saints underestimated our opponents knowing where we came from but we need to get back to being humble did you see pj williams celebrating after he recovered the fumble what a joke i i agree man like there was nothing to celebrate about at that time like your team is out there getting work getting misused uh getting abused you know what i'm saying like and, and, and you know, i mean giving up big plays like quinn just said like wh- what do you have to celebrate what do you have to celebrate? I really don't know. Uh, Big Easy, what's going on? How you doing? What's happening, Big Brother? How you doing today? I'm doing all right, man. What you got for us? Well, I got a, I got a few things on my mind. Yeah. I believe, you know, I I do I love I truly love I truly love Drew Brees, especially man from the Night War from New Orleans. Right. I've been living in um, Atlanta for the last 13 years. They okay. hate me out here. Because <laughs> I let them feel it every single day. I let I them feel it every single imagine. day. So, but what happened? What happens? What happened uh, on Monday night was a complete team failure. Mm, good point. You saw you saw pure lack of confidence between the quarterback and the receivers. Mm. You saw you really saw the arrogance come in because we jumped up to a big lead. Right. And I and I hate that. I need I need the coaching to start getting nasty on the players to show them that the game ain't over till zero zero. That's why Bill Belichick is the coach of years. He said, "I'll be damned. You gonna you gonna play this game until the clock strike four quarter zero zero. 
Mm-hmm. You don't celebrate nothing until then. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what you celebrate if we score a touchdown. If you're not scoring a touchdown, we're not nothing to celebrate because of the game could chase like that. Right. I don't know what's going on with our offensive alignment online, but they it seems like they lost that dog inside of them. They mm-hmm. don't push like they used to. Right. You remember they used to push, they used to they used to dominate the line. I don't know what's going on with the offensive line. I don't know if the offensive line coach is being soft on us, but they're not dominating like they used to. Right. And what's going on with our linebacker court? It seems like if it's not if it's not D Davis or Alonzo, where basically everybody else hurts. So damn, I can't expect nobody else to come through shit. Yeah. Everybody else hurt. <laughs> <laughs> everybody else hurt. Lord. Right. We need backup linebackers like hell, boy, like Cavs Pace need, need help right now. Right. Lord. And honestly, now I do gotta give it to John Gruen. When he saw that nobody can check number 83, yep. he fed that horse. Yep. He fed that horse and he he took advantage of him. We could not check him no matter what he did. Right. And you are so right with um with um with my boy Lattimore. If it's not a prime time receiver, he take him for granted. Right. But that's when the coach got to get on his tail and say, "Bro, let me tell you something. Them rookies and no third string receivers, they are more hungry than you are because they know that you the star and they fight for their position so they can play the next day. Right? They are more hungry than anybody else on the field. So when you got a, somebody who is who is starving to stay on the team, they gonna fight with all they got. Right. Is that somebody who is secure knowing that I'm only working for my next contract? Right. That's a different type of hunger. Yeah. I, I I look at it this way, man. I always say that a person rookie album is is always better than a sophomore album. True. I, I look at it like, you know, that's their hungry album. Like to yeah. me, you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like Kanye West college dropout was better than graduation. You, you know what True. I'm saying? Because True. I feel like he was hungry. He was trying to prove something. He was trying to prove that he was a good MC. Versus yeah. uh in graduation, I'm already established. So you know what I'm saying? Y'all already know. You know, it's kind of like that, but you got to make sure that you bring your A game every single time, every single day, every single rep. They they talk about how Michael Thomas treats practice reps like it's a game rep. You got to yes. have that type of mind frame. And um, I feel like this, as much as I like Lattimore, I still stand by, I feel like he's the best corner the Saints ever had because of his skill set and his ability. But I do feel like he gets lost in the light sometime. And that's, that's going to give people ammunition to continuously talk about him and question should the Saints pay him, which I feel like they will, but you're taking yourself out of elite uh, cornerback money every time yes. you go up against somebody like Brandon Edwards and you, a guy who, you know, I mean, he's good. I mean, I, I've seen him at South Carolina. Of course, I'm out here in Myrtle Beach. I get opportunity to, to check out South Carolina games. He's good, but he's not on your level just yet. He's still trying to figure it out. And you, as a defensive rookie of the year, you should already have it figured out. People are trying to get on your level. People are watching your tape in order to see your technique to become better at your position. So yes. he, he got to get better. But uh, Big Easy, uh, thank you so much, brother. Call back anytime, man. And keep Appreciate giving up dirty birds hell, man. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Who that, brother? Appreciate uh, it. Uh, who that? Man, shouts out to Big Easy, man. We're going to move on to Swagger. Swagger, what's going on, brother? That was good, man. Man, nothing much, man. What you got for us? Hey, Drew Brees. Yeah. You know, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think you quoted this. Your last year, the inner last year. Mm-hmm. To me, just like you said, to me, I think Drew Brees being selfish. Just like you said, he could go out as a legend, or he could go out with the choir noise with the bangs on his head. Right. Your head. And that's yeah. the fourth of fame. What I mean by that, the fame born. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, you know, for me, I think he put he did too much for New Orleans. Right. Just go down like this, you Sometimes, you know, everything get old. Eat our cars, we drive, get old. Right. You know, he should have left it for the young guys, man. You know, not for us, not try to fix the problem. Right. Now, but I think Sean Payton got a, you know, Sean Payton guilty for it because, you know, he he feel like Drew Brees, like it feel like they can join twins together. Yeah, that don't work in that, and that don't work in the NFL. Hmm. So you see the best of the best. Once you once you put in the work for that team, and, and, and your and your age, your numbers coming up, but it's time for to move on. That's why Tom Brady moved on. Right. You know, now forwards, now forwards, now what we have with the three quarterbacks. Me personally, you know, I, you know, I put my money on Winston. Hmm. You know, hmm. but you know, at the end of the day, you still have taste in that too. But right. if I was Sean Payton. I let Drew Brees go on that hand in his business. Right. But when I see when I see that he's stalling and I see the defense kind of locking on what he's doing, because the defense not worrying about Drew Brees throwing that ball 50 yards down the field. Right. Hey, they coming up. So when I see that happening, that's when I'm going to switch the uh, game up and I'm going to let Taysen give him the full range to throw the ball, run the ball, do what he needs to do. He's an athlete. Let him go out there and let him be an athlete. Now, you, you know the Taysen come in, they stack the line. And they figure he ain't gonna throw the ball, right? That's and you know point. what the and you know what the lead with the lead has gone now. It's crucial when you lose a game now, right? So you yeah. got to go all out and play, you know. Yeah, yeah I, I agree, man. Um, look, I'm I'm not really on the Jameis train just yet, you know. So I still got to see a little bit more, but I do feel like they need to implement Taysom Hill more because the thing about it, Swagger, if you move away from Drew Brees, there's no there's no going back. You know what I'm saying? There is no, there's no going back. Like you already made up your decision. You you made your bed. You got to lie in it. It's almost like, it's almost like when the Baltimore Ravens decided to bend Joe Flacco, and you had Lamar Jackson in his rookie season. Lamar right. Jackson went into that game in a wild card round against the Chargers, and he looked terrible, like absolutely terrible. It got so bad that everybody in MT Bank was booing this guy, but. John Harbaugh realized that, look, I can't go back to Joe Flacco because I don't want to destroy this young kid's confidence. I don't want him to believe that I ain't got confidence in him. So this is going to be a very tough decision. If you say that the Saints need to go with Winston, we got to take Winston but, with the good like, and the bad, man. But, but I'm not saying like Forge, like like right away to go with Winston. Like right. I said, what I would do now, what I would do now, when Drew Brees gone bad, all right, just say for instance, look what happened. As me as a player, I, I know he, he, Jubree got the fire, he burning it. Right. It's like last year, you know when Jubree could not move that ball down the field. Right. We took Jubree out. We put Tayson in. Tayson was driving that ball down the field. Right. I would have let I would have let Tayson stay in that stay stay in the game, and we could have lived another week. Right. You know I mean, that's when that's when that's when you when you like I said Jubree just like like Julio Jones, man Julio not calling for every ball. Who do you letting them young guys do his thing? And who do you just playing his role? Right. And right now, that's what I think Drew Brees need to do. When they feel like he's stopping them, and 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 let Taysom go in, give him the rings. Right. Give him the rings. Good point. You don't have to. You you you've been a superstar. You, we already know the capability of what you did and what you had did and how many records you did. Right. Not be the team player for the team. You know what I'm saying? Right. Don't be selfish and be like, oh, everything got to go through you. Right. You holding the whole team back. That's why people like they waited for him to go. He holding the team back. Mm. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, a lot of people feel the same way that you do, Swagger. Like, no doubt about that. Yeah, man. I see it all the time. But I appreciate your comments, brother. Call back anytime. Appreciate it. All right, man. All right, man. Swagger, man. Great points right there, man. Uh, you know, Drew Brees taking one for the team. You know that that's that's very important to not be selfish. You know, I still stand by what I said about that wild card game against the Minnesota Vikings. When we seen Taysom Hill throw that fifty-five yard pass to Deontay Harris. And the Superdome went crazy. And then the very next drive, Drew Brees tried to drive the ball down the field and got an interception. I feel like that was an ego throw, you know. I think regardless of how we want to look at these players and we look at them on these commercials and we look at them in these interviews and we're like, oh, this guy's so humble. Oh, this guy's so, you know, this guy's so great. Man, don't get it twisted, man. These football players have egos. They got egos, man. And, and no matter how great they are, no matter how well-respected they are, these guys want to be cheered and revered. And they don't want anybody to upstage them. It's, it's not only a competition against the opposition. It's a competition against the people on their very team. You know, you hit a work and Pete, all that training camp, right? You know what I'm saying? Wide receiver competition. Defensive end competition. They're going up against the other guys to say that I am better than you. So, Drew Brees didn't want to get upstaged by a, a young guy, but in the process, man, Taysom Hill was the best quarterback on the field that day. No doubt about that. I'm going to go on a 504 boss, uh, boss man. What's going on, man? How you doing? 504. Yeah, yeah you can What's hear me. What's going on? Yeah, I can hear you yeah. now. What's going How on, man? How you doing, man? Good I'm hearing out. from you, bro. Love your show, dog. Appreciate um, it, man. You know, one, one of my problems is, so I watch this, and you got to be objective. So, you know, I see some of your shows where people – afraid to criticize Drew Brees like he you know what I'm saying he the best player we've ever had you know we got to no give his credit and props on right. that right. um you know one of the best quarterbacks to ever do it mm-hmm. now I feel like if he's forcing stuff like that last interception he did he's costing us valuable possessions where we could score the ball I right. feel like we should have been up by 23 24 points by first quarter easy right you know, and I just mm. feel like we were running the ball way too good to stop. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And anytime Kamara getting 20 yards, 20 yards, 20 yards, why you stop giving him the rock? Good point. Good point. You know, uh, we're we not utilizing our tight ends. Um, the only tight end we use is Cook. And then when we throw the uh, hill, he's dropping the ball. Um, Emmanuel Sanders, he, they didn't give him any chances to get any rhythm in the game, but I feel like he, he wasn't doing anything to get separation either. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to blame this loss just solely on Drew Brees. He did have a poor game. If I give him a grade, I give him a D minus because he just didn't get any rhythm. But what I can say is the play calling has to get better. We're getting too predictable. We start running the ball first quarter, then we stop running it. Any other quarter after that, we'll run Murray. Anytime you have Murray in the game, we run it the ball. It's just too obvious. Right. So, you know, when we're trying to beat these good teams, the Raiders, they, I mean, besides their core, Josh Jacobs and the tight end, I didn't even know who he yeah, was well, until like yeah. Monday. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't yeah. even know who he was until Monday. Right. I'm like, dude, just carving us up. If if that's like somebody running in a in a high school game. They running straight up the middle every single time. What you gonna do to yep. stop it? Right. Nothing. Mm-hmm. No adjustments. Then yeah. then what's your adjustments going from Michael Jenkins to PJ Williams? That's just horrible. Like that's that's yeah. mismatches all over the place. Right. The Mario yeah. Davis should have been on dude the whole game. He was the only one that actually got some kind of coverage on him. Cornerbacks right. were getting burnt. Lattimore was getting burnt. Jenkins was getting 
I think the whole team just fell apart, bro. Yeah, that was horrible. That was horrible. It was, it was bad. You know, I, so I, I feel like against the Green Bay Packers, even if we do beat the Green Bay Packers, which I'm, I'm not, because it looks like Aaron Jones gonna have about five touchdowns on the defense, though. Right. <laughs> I mean, look, but I, I can't even say I can't even say that though. I can't say that, boss mm -hmm. man, because we all know that the Saints, when they play against elite competition, yeah. you have the undivided attention. That that's yeah, not right. the issue. The issue right, is right, when right. they go up against teams like the Raiders. Lesser you know? teams. Yeah, yeah the Raiders like, not gonna hey. do nothing. Raiders not doing exactly, nothing. Exactly. Exactly. You feel like that's a W before you even get off the bus or off oh the plane. You know, God. like yeah. that's that's what you that's what you gotta do. The thing about it is mm -hmm. I agree with you all across right. the board. Like everybody played horrible. Like horrible. include like I, I want people to understand this, boss man. Mm -hmm. Ryan Ramchek had a holding call. Ryan Ramchak ain't had a holding call since his rookie season. Like, it's going into the fourth season. That's so, the last dude you think that, would be getting look, called on anything, right? Bro, the best right tackle in football had one of his worst outings. So, mm -hmm. it, it was a collective uh, – it, it was a, co a collective joint effort to get this L. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like the, the primary focus is on Drew Brees because mm -hmm. they look at the Saints being up 10-0 to and you look at, like – Last time he was on Monday Night Football, he was going up against the Colts and he was carving those yeah. dudes up. Twenty, yeah. what he was like twenty nine of thirty. Uh, Dude, name one of the like, cornerbacks on the Raiders. Yeah. Name one cornerback on the Raiders. I can. I mean, name I know Damon. I mean, I know Damon Arnett because I mean, I watch college football. Oh, I mean, I know okay, Jonathan Abram and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. I don't even know who he is. Like, right. none of the wide receivers are no names. You, you know what I'm saying? Rugs, you know, he's a rookie. He really didn't do anything last week. Right. He didn't even do nothing. Dude, he had, like, one catch. So right. the best wide receiver had one catch and you still lose? Come right. on, dude. Right. I, you know, that, that, it's, that was horrible. Man. It's horrible. I, I can't disagree with you on that. But, boss, man, appreciate you, man. Thank appreciate you for calling you, man. in. Man, yeah. call back anytime. Who that, man? Y'all be man, good. All right. Man, man, shouts out to boss, man, man, making some good, compelling points there, you know. But like I said, I, I feel like at this particular moment, if we we just trying to blame Drew Brees, that's just low hanging fruit right there. I think everybody contribute to this L. You go back and watch that game, which I know is hard to do because it's hard for us to go back and watch or look at clips of Saints when they lose. But if you look at this game, everybody, I'm talking about every single person. There's only maybe three people I can count on one hand. Well, three people, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can just say they had a really steady game. You can look at Alvin Kamara. Right? You can look at Teron Armstead and and probably, possibly look at Thomas Morstead. You got to look at, you know what I'm saying? You got to look at special teams when it comes to that. Nobody else really had a good game. Nobody really stood out. I mean, it was pathetic, man. Absolutely, 100% grade A hot garbage that took place on Monday night, and, and hopefully we won't see this again, okay? I mean, I don't think they can play any worse. So there's a lot. I guess if you can find a silver lining in this dark cloud, who that nation, is the fact that they played some of their worst. They played some of the, I mean, the worst game they could possibly play. So there's so much stuff they can break down. They, I mean, from technique, from tackling, uh, from running between the tackles, from technique on the offensive line, from passing the ball down the field from guys running routes like this tape right here can define your season it can go two ways it can go down or it can go up but it's all it all depends on his team so i believe in them i think they'll answer the call and uh i, I think that they'll be able to get the job done ghostface says sanders uh will admit 
uh, he's not 100 percent uh, acclimated to our playbook, I think he'll be OK. Look, he already talked about the different personnel that come in. This is my thing. He talking about they got like diff- like 14, 15 personnel changes. This is what confuses me about the New Orleans Saints with that nation. How can you have 14 or 15 personnel changes and you only throw the ball to about two, three dudes? Okay. I mean, I just don't understand it. About two or three guys going to get the ball. If your name ain't Jared Cook, if your name ain't Elvin Kamara, and your name ain't Michael Thomas, you're not getting the ball from Drew Brees consistently. So what in the heck are you doing? Like, that is why I'm saying between Sean Payton and Drew Brees, this def- I mean, this offense is being handicapped. I don't care what anybody says. This offense is being handicapped because of the lack of trust that these two guys have for other guys outside of Michael Thomas, Jared Cook, and Alvin Kamara. That is not right. That is ridiculous. I mean, it, it's crazy. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're actually putting a stranglehold on your team by not allowing some of these guys that you brought into the organization to go out there and perform, to have these guys as glorified tight ends out there just blocking to make sure you know that that Michael Thomas uh be able to get open through a chip like bump all that man like can you imagine I, honestly I wouldn't want to play I wouldn't want to play for the New Orleans Saints if I already knew that Michael Thomas was the main primary receiver and I know they just drafted me because I was just so happened to be a pretty decent block at wide receiver in college like send me somewhere else like I want to go out here I want to ball out I want to have an opportunity to go out here and get the ball I don't want to just go out here and block. If I wanted to block, I would gain about 50 pounds and go on the offensive line. If I wanted to block, then I would gain about 20 more pounds and become a tight end. That is not what I'm putting into this organization, and that's not what I desire to be. You're you're handicapping people like Traquan Smith. This guy has six catches for 90 yards in this game. So you know what that tells me? If Sean Payton put this guy in a position to succeed, and if Drew Brees depended on him more to deliver – then maybe this guy would be more successful. Maybe we got it all wrong with Traquan Smith. Maybe it's the fact that Sean Payton don't have enough packages for this guy because he's thinking about so many different ways to get Michael Thomas winning matchups. Count on the guys on your team. Count on the guys on your team. You look at the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, we know about Tyreek Hill. Yeah, we know about Kelsey. But we also know about Williams and we know about, uh, you know, what I'm saying, what's the dude's name? Hart, you know, what I'm saying Hartwell or whatever, Hartland, you know, what I'm saying. And we know about uh, uh, Edwards Hilaire and, and we know about, uh, you know, like Sammy Watkins. We know about all these different guys because he spreads the ball around. He spreads the ball around. Andy Reid has packages for all these guys. So I'm, I'm, I'm being I'm being told year after year, time after time. That Sean Payton is an elite play caller. That's what that's what's being said to me. That is what's being told to me. But how is it that you're an elite play caller, but you can't get other guys involved? But yet I'm looking at other teams and I'm watching other quarterbacks get wide receivers involved, counting on these guys to go out there and catch the ball. Look at, I mean, you may not like the Cowboys, but I got to respect the hell out of Dak Prescott. That pass that he threw to Michael Gallup against the Atlanta Falcons, like, that was a trust pass. You know what I'm saying? That was a trust pass. He threw the ball up, and he counted on Michael Gallup to make a play. Where the hell is the, is the trust? Where is it? Where's the love? Where's the trust? 
You can't just be like, oh, this guy got four, four yards of separation. I can't throw him the ball. Let me check it down. Count on these guys to make plays. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't be thinking about your statistics. You can't be thinking about, oh, you know what I'm saying, matriculating the ball down the field, especially when you're down in games. You got to be aggressive. And you and if these guys can't make the plays, if you can't count on these guys to make plays in crucial parts of the game, then why the hell are they on your team? That's all I'm saying. Why are they on your team? If you're going to have Marquez Callaway, a guy who is a, a really good special teams guy, and a guy is really fast that can take the top off the defense when he was in college at the University of Tennessee, why do you have this guy just in a game just to block? Why can't you show some of this guy's talent? Why can't you just find game plans and, and, cre- and create schemes in order to make this guy successful? You're holding your team back, okay? You're holding your team back. I mean, think about this. I mean, Tyreek Hill wasn't really that open against that in a game last week against the Chargers. He wasn't. But you had Patrick Mahomes who believed that he would come down with the ball. I don't feel like there's, there's not enough trust. Drew Brees, to me, sometimes I think he cares more about being efficient than he does about actually getting the ball down the field. That's, that's just my humble opinion right there. You got to be able to throw the ball down the field and you got to trust the playmakers. You got to trust these guys that their hands are going to come down with the football if you put it anywhere in the vicinity to get the catch and not just a guy named Michael Thomas. Because as long as you're doing that, teams are going to continuously double cover Michael Thomas and they're going to disregard everybody else because they know for a fact, they know for a fact that they're not getting the ball. Okay? I mean, seriously. If, if I was a wide receiver in the New Orleans Saints offense, I would be asking for somebody to send me somewhere else because if my name not Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, all it's going to be is a bunch of short intermediate routes and some check downs. And they're the only ones that are going to be eating. And you're going to be sitting over there starving. And me, I like to eat. All right. Straight up. Uh, good point. Anthony, 504 boss man who was just on the show says what's sad is the Saints could have put up like three touchdowns in the first quarter. Kicking field goals on a two yard line isn't going to win you NFL game. And and I don't want to hear anything about the Raiders being game because the Raiders defense, like boss man said, isn't nothing to hoop and holler about. They're not household names. We seen Teddy Bridgewater and the Carolina Panthers put up about 30 some odd points on them boys. Okay. And I, I, I look, we are better than the Carolina Panthers straight up. We are better than the Carolina Panthers. No disrespect to any Carolina Panther fans out there, y'all know it, and we know it, that the Saints are better than the Carolina Panthers. And yet, Teddy Bridgewater put up about 300 yards on them boys. So you cannot tell me that the Saints offense can't put up more points than they did. This is the biggest issue with the New Orleans Saints, in my opinion, who that nation. And somebody brought it to my attention. I apologize. I can't, I can't get this person credit, but it was someone that called in. The Saints' lack of ability to create the kill shot destroys this team. The Saints have a really good offense. If they had, if they had a, a quarterback that could get the ball down the field, have more explosive plays, this team would vir- virtually be unstoppable. But it's just the fact that you got these 12-play, 80-yard drives, these 12-play, 75-yard drives, these 13, 14 plays, slow, meticulous uh methodical drives and all the team has to do is the bimba don't break and then go back out there 
they offense already re well rested because quite frankly you didn't took so many minutes off the clock i mean in real time they probably been over there about 30 minutes so they already re well rested and you get down to the goal line only to kick a field goal nah bro the lack of ability to create explosive plays is killing this team that's what killed them against the rams that's what killed them against the vikings that's what killed them you know what i'm saying in this game against the raiders <clears throat> excuse me it killed them because they could have really put the exclamation point on the game early in the first half. They could have. But the lack of Drew Brees' arm strength, the lack of arm strength that he possesses, and the fact that they have to be super conservative due to compensating for his lack of arm strength makes other teams be in these games close. And as long as Danes continues to be this way, folks, we're going to have to have our blood pressure medication sitting over there on the armrest because the games are always going to be close unless they playing against a team that just don't not even in the same stratosphere as them. We're going to continue to have these issues and we're going to have to rely on a defense in a, at the last minute. And we're going to make sure that the referees aren't screwing us over and over again because the lack of explosive plays are keeping these teams in the game. If you want to know the real reason why the same, you know what I'm saying? A real issue is the fact that the Saints are better than their opposition, but it's just the fact that those slow, methodical drives keep these teams in these games because it's taking time off the clock, but the team is only down by seven points. So all they got to do is just drive down the field too. So a little food for thought. Peyton needs to go back to the run up the score, Peyton. Well, how can you do that, Kelvin? Like I said, how can you do that if you have a quarterback that has that's incapable right now of the explosive play? People are talking about these 300 yards, right? People talk about, man, well, Drew Brees had 300 yards. Well, Drew Brees had 300-some yards. He was, what, 26 of 34 or something like whatever he was. He had, he had what, two touchdowns. I, I don't understand it. Do y'all not understand this? A lot of those plays came from the fact that Drew Brees was throwing short intermediate passes and these wide receivers were making plays. Did y'all not see that play by Traquan Smith, right? Did y'all not see that play where he broke a couple tackles and got down to the goal line? Did y'all not see some of them catches by Alvin Kamara? Did y'all not see that, that, that catch by Deontay Harris? A lot of these plays, like, they weren't explosive plays. They were explosive because a wide receiver was fighting for extra yards and it was getting that yak. It was getting yards after the catch. So it had absolutely nothing to do with explosive plays. So when people be like, oh, man, it was just it was 300 yards. I, I wish, uh, uh, you know, Drew Brees, I mean, threw 300 yards. That's a, that's a bad game. It was yards after the catch. It was yards after the catch. It had absolutely nothing to do with stretching the ball down the field. What we need to be doing is giving these wide receivers some credit for them actually extending drives and making plays okay i mean come on man we we gotta call we gotta call a spade a spade here those 300 yards came from those other wide receivers out there fighting for extra yards and, and going out there being dogs and our third string wide receiver put up 80 uh point uh 80 points on yo 80 yards i guess you mean yeah he put up 80 yards where's the screen pass uh we used to be the best at that I mean, it's 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 becoming predictable, metalhead. 
it's becoming predictable. It's hard to run those screen passes with everybody in their mama know that you're going to run them. You know, everybody know you're going to do it. Saints fan 102.1 says, yeah, it's like Colin Cowherd says, this team doesn't get any uh, freebies, no free touchdowns, and can't take the top off uh, of the defense. Yeah, slow, methodical drives are killing this team. The, <clears throat> excuse me. The lack of explosion is killing this team. We have to come to grips with that, folks. We have to. Uh, exactly. TJ Collins says he go uh, five and eleven last year. Uh, I'm not really concerned about Colin Kyle Hurd. I like him as a, a as a broadcaster. He does an outstanding job. But we know sometimes, like you know, when it's a uh, you know sweeps week, so to speak. You know, he he wants to get that little hot take. So sometimes, like, I feel like he's a he's a prisoner of hot takes. So I, I take what he say with a grain of salt, but I do like his work. Um, I think Hill should be in on third down, keep the defense guessing. Hill will be uh, at least run for five yards and his ability to throw on the run. Uh, I think you have to be careful with that, my brother. You can't just say, okay, it's third down. Come on, Hill. Like, you got to be careful with that. I think they need to get him fully involved in the game, not just on third down. I think you need to sprinkle him throughout the game. I think that's that's something that the Saints need to start doing. And, and I think they need to put more emphasis on him being able to do some of the things that Drew Brees can do. I feel like they have packages for him, but if you want to put him in the best position to succeed, you want him to be a guy that could possibly re- replace Drew Brees when he leaves. Let's call some of the players that Drew would run. So you can keep the, the, the defense guessing. You can keep the defense uh, wondering what he's going to do next. Okay, but if you start parading him out there on third down, then, you know, then you, you find yourself in a, in a difficult situation because if it's third and five, what are you going to do? You know what I'm saying? He's probably going to run the football. If it's, if it's third and ten, then you know he's going to throw the football. So I guess it depends on the situation there. So that's the reason why I can't say you should fully commit uh, to him being there on third down. Drew Brees uh, was scared for his life when he thought Abram was coming for him. That's why he threw that interception. Uh, I'm not too sure about that. You know, I just think that he didn't plant his feet. You know, he didn't plant his feet. Uh, He made the right read. I don't want anybody to think he didn't make the right read, but he tried to throw the ball over the top. He didn't plant his feet, and that's what caused the interception, in my honest opinion there. Uh, Tim, thank you very much for the $5. He says, at this point, I don't care. If every time they call Taysom in as quarterback, he throws a deep to Harris. So what if it's predictable? Let them try to stop it. Uh, yeah, Tim, I, I agree with the throwing the ball down the field, but I, I do feel like they need to implement him uh, in offense uh, a little bit more. And I think they need to have him learn what Drew Brees, learn what Drew Brees knows. And I think that that is going to help you a lot. You know? Uh, put Hill start. No, nah, I don't think he need to start. Uh, says facts. Gabriel says, and I really think we're going to win the Super Bowl. Well, I don't know about that. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know about that right now. I mean, we got to cross that bridge when we get there. You know, you know, we got to uh, cross that bridge when we get there. Right now, I'm concerned about the Green Bay Packers. Let's see how this season is going to go. I like the optimism, but uh, we got to see what's right in front of us right now. Anthony says, call the spade a spade. 
Wide receiver's job is to fight for yards. Can't throw all blame on Drew and all positive plays on wide receivers. None of them were good enough Monday. I disagree with that. Um, I think Traquan Smith, we've been asking for Traquan Smith to, to show up for weeks, for years even. And this guy has shown up. And it's not the fact that we're blaming Drew Brees. You know what I'm saying? It's not the fact that we're blaming Drew Brees for, you know, and not talking about these wide receivers. The fact is, the reason why his numbers were so high, whether you want to admit it or not, has a lot to do with the wide receivers fighting for extra yards. You know, I mean, that that that's a fact. You know, like I, I don't I ain't trying to sit up here and, and, and dismiss what Drew Brees did, but a lot of those passes were in traffic. Did y'all not see that pass that he threw to Traquan Smith? Traquan Smith almost got decapitated. Did you not see the fact that he threw the ball in the middle of the field and Traquan Smith fought for 29 yards? So let's not pretend like these wide receivers went out there helping Drew Brees out too. You know, we can't just say that. But like I said, we we have a tendency anytime we hear anything negative about Drew Brees, we say, well, what about this person? If you're just joining us, I've, I've been talking about everybody. I mean, I've been talking about the defense. I've talked about everybody that was a part of this team. I ain't just talking about Drew Brees alone. I said this was a joint effort. I only named three people that I felt like wasn't responsible for this L. And that's Alvin Kamara, Teron Armstead, and Thomas Morstead. Those, those are the people. You know what I'm saying? Those are the people that I feel played their best game. But everybody else, they need to burn that tape. And they, they need to take a good look in the mirror and not just – you know, say that because it's, it's a cliche, but actually look at themselves in the mirror. You know, it, it was a, it was a joint effort. It, it was a joint effort. But we talked about Drew Brees. Uh, we talked about Dennis Allen in the defense. And now it's time to talk about safety Earl Thomas. Now, this question was given to me by a member of the Houdat Nation. They wanted me to ask and talk a little bit about uh, do uh, the Saints need to reach out to Earl Thomas? especially after the performance by Malcolm Jenkins. You know, I like Malcolm Jenkins. I think he's a leader. And all those people out there that's that's making this personal because this guy uh, takes it upon himself out, off the field to uh, fight for social justice and all that kind of stuff right there. And maybe you don't feel like nothing is going on in this world. Maybe you feel like he's an instigator, whatever, you know. But let's, let's take this and, and make it strictly football. Malcolm Jenkins is a leader on the football field. He was the unsung leader, an undisputed leader of the Philadelphia Eagles secondary during the time last year they were put together with spit and glue. For six seasons, this guy never missed a game in a Philadelphia Eagles uniform, and he comes to the New Orleans Saints older and wiser. What did I say first? He came through older and wiser, right? So he's not the same person he was when the Saints drafted him back in, what, 2008? 2009 you know what i'm saying he, he's not the same guy he's not you know what i'm saying he's older he, he yes he, he i'm pretty sure he's he's missed the step you know what i'm saying he lost the step excuse me i'm pretty sure of that but he still is a leader in that locker room and i still feel like even though he had one of his worst games i've ever seen him play I, I still feel like he is the answer and even though earl thomas possesses a certain level you know, a certain level of skills that I feel like very few safeties have. This guy has a lot of personal issues he needs to work out that I feel like shouldn't even involve football right now. I mean, you, you, your girl coming through almost about to blow your head off. Uh, you're fighting with guys uh, in, in the pra in practice because you ran the wrong route. 
you know you're up there showing what what happened on instagram like just petty stuff like that i don't feel like he would be a good fit for the team and a caller talked a little bit about drew Brees and, and the division of the locker room and maybe it's affecting the locker room me personally i don't feel that way but you are bringing another person inside of the locker room that could affect the psyche of some of these players and i feel like the saints uh spent a lot of years trying to make sure that this locker room gets back to normal after the dark ages between 2012 and 2015, when you had people like Junior Gallette, who is still trying to get back into the league, guys like that, you know, uh, creating ghost accounts to talk about Sean Payton. You had people like Brandon Cooks uh, getting mad because the team won by about three, four touchdowns. He mad he didn't get a catch. You got people over there like Jarius Bird, you know what I'm saying, pouting and stuff like that on the sidelines, which I don't understand what you're pouting about. I mean, you just been off the field more than you was actually on it. So, People just giving up on you. I mean, that this comes with the territory. So they they done an outstanding job creating a positive environment inside of this locker room. And I just feel like somebody like Earl Thomas wouldn't be a good fit for what the Saints are actually trying to do. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's going to get picked up by some team as, as time goes on, as long as he stays in shape. Uh, but I don't see the Saints moving on from Malcolm Jenkins because I think the Saints actually love him. I think that Sean Payton loves him. We've, we've heard Sean Payton actually say after a game where the Saints played the Philadelphia Eagles, one of the biggest mistakes I ever made was allowing Malcolm Jenkins to leave this organization. So he's not going anywhere, folks, and I don't think that they're going to give up on him. But I will say this. Moving forward, the jury is out. The tape is out. Everybody knows uh, what, what Malcolm Jenkins is going to do, and they're going to try to expose him. So Malcolm Jenkins is going to be uh, – he's going to be that guy that that teams pick on and if you can buy somebody like uh marcus williams who man horrible tackling you can buy that with the fact that malcolm jenkins can't cover man we're in some serious trouble but i feel like the saints already have the answer to the safety position and i think that it is dj swearinger dj swearinger last week against the tampa bay buccaneers was in force over the middle and i just feel like if he was actually in this game people can say whatever they want about dj swearinger they call him a throwback type player. They say that he's not equipped to play in the modern day NFL. But I'll tell you one thing. If Darren Waller would have went over the middle on DJ Swearinger, DJ Swearinger would have lowered the boom on him and he would have thought twice. Or he would have had, you know, that thought in the back of his mind, like, hey, I don't know if I want to do this. He would have made him make a business decision. So I understand that the Saints, you know, they're a very stubborn football team. Sometimes they want to go with their guys, the guys that have been there for a long time. And maybe they want the guy that they just signed not to be a part of the team, you know, because they feel like they, he's not a, a, what a quintessential Saints guy. But you're doing your team a disservice when you're not putting a guy in that can give you the best results. And DJ Swearinger should should always be in the Saints uniform. He should never be in sweats and a hoodie at all. OK, he shouldn't. Guy should be involved in the game. And that's my story. And I'm sticking to it. Gonna read a few more and then we're gonna get up out of here, folks. Uh, our locker room is good. These guys aren't uh, turning on Drew. They know how hard he works and how many times he's carried this team. I agree with that. I, I think that the issue that happened in the offseason, I feel like that's that's old news right now. That's old news. Gail says, Hello, who that nation? I say uh today when Drew threw the interception, seems like the team lost their momentum. Just saying. Yeah, I mean, look, when interceptions like that happen, 
I mean, they drive killers, okay? I mean, the defense on the sidelines, they they counting on a quarterback to get the ball down the field. And anytime you have a quarterback like Drew Brees who doesn't really turn the ball over, he turns the ball over, I mean, it's going to raise a lot of eyebrows and have a lot of people wondering what the heck is going on. So Drew Brees is the undisputed leader of the New Orleans Saints. So if he does something wrong, it does affect the team because they're like, man, this is our guy. This is the captain. This is the the guy that we count on in order for us to get over that hump, especially when we're in a tight squeeze and he's not performing. So it does affect you. Now, my eyes don't trick me. Drew ain't uh, the worst than Manning with the Broncos. I agree with that. I mean, you have to understand uh, Peyton Manning was coming off a, a neck injury. Okay. They, I mean, the dude can even move his arm. So to say that Drew Brees is on the same level as, as Peyton Manning at this stage of his career, I mean, that's blasphemous. He's definitely further ahead than Peyton Manning was. But the thing about it was Peyton Manning actually had an elite lights out defense that can take up for, uh, you know, his, his deficiencies. You know what I'm saying? So the Saints don't have that right now. I think that's pretty obvious from this uh, this Vegas Raiders game. Um, I'm surprised we kept P.J. Williams, to be honest. Honestly, I'm not 504 because they like him. I don't know what it is about P.J. Williams, but they really like this guy. And they feel like he is a, a really smart football player. I, I just don't get it. I don't. I don't. PJ is horrible at everything. 50-50 player. I wouldn't even say a 50-50 player. I think he's a 40-60 player. Okay? I, I don't even think he's really that good. I think that you put him at safety, he'll save his career. You know, I think he'll be better in, you know, in the secondary if you move him to safety. But he's just not good. And maybe you need to go with the guy, Keith Washington, man. I, I just don't get it. Like, I, I just don't get it. Like, how can you constantly just watch this guy just give up big plays over and over again? And you just like, oh, man, he has it. He has it. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't, man. Like, he doesn't have it. You know, you hear about, oh, man, he's he doing so well in, in, in practice. Like, well, we see the offense, right? <laughs> we see the offense so if he's doing well in practice and look at this offense look how the offense is moving the football so are, are we saying anything by saying pj williams is doing well in practice are we are we doing anything are we saying anything you know i mean look at the offense so what are we really saying here peyton had a neck fusion yeah yeah he had a neck fusion man i mean so to say that Drew Brees isn't better than him at this stage of his life, then I, I would have to say that you're tripping, you know, because he definitely is. Uh, that's what we thought we were building on defense. Yeah, but we're not. Any news on Michael Thomas? Uh, Michael Thomas didn't practice today, um, along with Hanson, uh, along with Davenport, of course. Uh, Trey Hendrickson, uh, he didn't practice today. He's dealing with a groin injury. Well, not a groin injury. He had a little groin pull or whatever, but he's going to play. I don't think it's going to affect him playing. But, yeah, Michael Thomas, he didn't practice today. And he shouldn't practice. Look, I'm not I'm not panicking. And I'm definitely not jeopardizing the future of Michael Thomas. I don't care if the Saints don't win another game. I'm, I'm serious, folks. I don't care if they don't win another game. Do not rush Michael Thomas back. Michael Thomas is going to be a, a, a New Orleans Saint for a long time. For a very, very long time. The way that he plays, his skill set, his ability – He's going to be a saint for a very long time. I, I will not jeopardize my future wide receiver for a couple of games. Okay. So you, you take your time 
and you allow him to rehab and get himself back and then we'll work on it but you do not rush this guy back i'm i'm not i'm, I'm not rushing michael thomas back don't care who criticizes me uh we lost because tj recorded the game it's all his fault <laughs> remove the batteries from your remote so you don't accidentally record it again <laughs> who that yeah man i gotta take some responsibility for that like i said man i'm very superstitious and i do feel like the reason that the saints lost is because i recorded the game I'm, i apologize folks and i didn't even need to so i was able to watch it on my phone as i was waiting for my wife to get off work so i'm sorry won't happen again i guarantee you that like i said i'm very superstitious and i really feel that way as crazy as that sound i really feel i'm responsible for that l so you can add me to the list of uh the new orleans saints players okay i, I take the blame for that facts ken crawley had always been better than pj williams and that's not saying much 504 boss man you know you know that's like that's like saying stony case was better than scott mitchell like what exactly are you saying you know that's like saying billy joe hobart uh was better than i don't know tony banks that's not saying much you know like what, what are we saying here <laughs> they both suck uh dj swearinger is washed up waller treated him like a child dj swearinger didn't even play dj swearinger didn't even play and um as far as him being washed up go ask chris godwin is he washed up chris godwin didn't even play last week because of dj swearinger so ask him is he washed up i, I guarantee you he won't say he, he's washed up uh, when the last time the Raiders won a playoff game? Been a while, man. Probably back, what, 03? Probably at that time when um they got screwed out of that, that tuck rule play. All right, we're about to get up out of here. I'm going to read these last two. Anthony says, trash better than garbage. Mm, they all the same to me, you know? <laughs> uh, Marshawn Lattimore is trash. Laughing my behind off, that boy was on drugs last podcast. Nah, man, you know, like this is a guy, like I said, man, we we went back and forth a couple of times. Um, you know, uh, he he didn't like my, I guess, my undying allegiance to Marshawn Lattimore because I feel like he, and I still feel like he is the best cornerback to ever play for the Saints based on his skill set, his ability, his, his ability to shut down some of the most premier receivers in the league. So, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I stood by that. Uh, but, you know, I guess he, he called that, you know, the worst time, of course. You know, I mean, I, I didn't see it in week one. I, I won't get into that. But, you know, I mean, he's entitled to his opinion. You know, I mean, he's entitled to his opinion. And uh, just going to move on from there. Uh, DJ was laying wood week one. Exactly. And uh, I, I definitely think that uh, they need to use him a little bit more. And let's see. How many Super Bowls does the Saints have? They have one Super Bowl. So one Super Bowl. You know, and it's been a long time, about 11 years now. But I want to say thank you very much for tuning in to the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you to all those that chimed in, uh, those that called in. Uh, thank you so much. I mean, you made this show very, very exciting. You know, I know I wasn't as, I guess, vocal and as animated as I normally was. I mean, this is a chill day, man. You know, we'll get into the, you know, we'll get into the dramatics later on in the week as we break down the Saints Green Bay Packers Sunday night game. But um, I'm just really excited, man. I, I think the future is bright for this team. Uh, I'm not going to sit up here and go on suicide watch because the Saints lost the second game of the season. They lost the second game of the season la last year against the Rams, right? And um, I think they turned out fine. And no, I'm not comparing 
and saying, oh, man, they did it last time. They can do it this time. I understand that things can happen. But until I actually see the New Orleans Saints just take a nosedive, I think I'll be okay, man. I mean, I think the caller uh, mentioned Drew Brees. I mean, being 41 years old, not having preseason and stuff like that, and not being further along as some of those younger quarterbacks, I think that we can kind of take that into consideration. I'm not going to say that's the main issue. I think we can take it into consideration, though. But I think that this team is going to play much better against the Green Bay Packers because we all know uh, they seem to play better uh, when they go up against elite competition because they want to prove that they're the best. If they can actually do some of that against some of those other teams that they should beat, I think this team would be just fine. But uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com, search The State of the Saints podcast. Uh, Also on facebook.com, search The State of the Saints podcast. And I'm encouraging each and every one of you to please uh, subscribe on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, Spotify. And um, if you actually send me a snapshot, once again, we're doing this competition once again. If you send me a snapshot of you following the State of the Saints podcast on iHeart, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor FM, you're going to win a a special custom-made State of the Saints podcast face mask, okay? We're giving away a face mask this time, uh, courtesy of of Mass Market. Mass Market is a sponsor of the State of the Saints podcast, uh, and you could win a mask. So if you want a custom-made State of the Saints podcast mask, all you have to do is snapshot a picture of you following the State of the Saints podcast, not on YouTube, not on Facebook. It has to be one of the streaming apps like iHeart, Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM. And you, I mean, you can already be, you know, subscribed to it. That's fine. You know, I mean, it's not, you know, something that, you know, I'm looking at for new people. You know, I encourage new people to follow the uh, streaming app, but you can just snapshot it, send it to me, and you can win a uh, State of the Saints podcast mask from maskmarket.com. And also, maskmarket.com is where you can create your own custom made mask. Maskmarket.com is the place. Uh, where you can get all the custom-made masks that you want to, man. I mean, I like the mask. Uh, man, they did an outstanding job. I mean, any type of mask that you want, any type of design that you want, they'll be able to accommodate that. So maskmarket.com is the place. Um, Tim says, thank you, TJ. Honestly, I never want to see Pete <laughs> Pajama Williams on the field instead of Swearinger. His hit left tight ends worried. Exactly. And he's a good ball hawk in our safety as well. So thank you very much, Tim, for the $5 before we get up out of here. Thank you so much for tuning in to the State of the Saints podcast. And until next time, all I got to say is, who that?